Hey there, my name's Jack and I play Kaz Umbra in this wonderful Dragonborn Industries Starfinder campaign. Red alert! Oh, we are back here live on Dragonborn Industries for another episode of Starfinder. What? Where we're going to sort of begin today with talking about levelling up mm. and what we've done to get to level 2 because last week, ding, 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 ding! Level two, level two, level two, and a sneaky guy over there maybe entering the campaign at level two too. Woo! I mean, how are you guys doing? How how's your week been? Are you all right? You know, how what's, what's been going on? So much. Yeah. Yeah. So much. So much. So much that we just don't have time. <laughs> we just don't. Yeah. Cracked in. I would say so. <laughs> so yes. Yes. <laughs> With this lack of time that we've had, you have had a chance to level up, though, haven't you? Yep. You've, you see, we've some of us early in the week. Yep. Some of us tonight, <laughs> and that's fine because uh, I want to go around and I want to talk about um, some of the things that people have taken that we might see come up in this next story arc once we get back to Absalom Station. So, so I know that Emily Pascalkin, you took the because uh, you get uh, evasion at level two as an operative anyway, so you're going to be dodging everything. But then you took field treatment, which means that. Once combat's over, you can spend a resolve point one minute, which is ten rounds essentially, to get six hit points back at the moment. Which, yeah. is, which our level is pretty decent. Yeah, pretty yeah. but if you think it's three times that mm. every level thereafter, yeah. so next time it's going to be nine, yeah. then it's going to be twelve. 12. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, hey, good thing you don't have to roll for it. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's going to be helpful if I've got resolve. <laughs> And it's automatically better than uh, a Mark 1 healing potion. Yeah, exactly yeah. that, because uh, you get a D8 as standard with that one, but then you automatically get above the average with that particular feat. So mm -hmm. I think, and especially for how uh, uh, Skelkin has wanted to make sure that people are up, that we have healing potions, that that is fucking phenomenal. Yep. So I think that that's uh, definitely been the way to go that's with that choice. one. What about Calyx? Let's jump across to Calyx. What did Calyx take at level two? Uh, did you get any class features or is it just straight up spells? It's just straight up spells I've pretty much got. Um, so uh, I've kept a few of the ones from before. Because um, you get to change them out at level, at level I three, I do get you? to change them out at level. Um, but I've uh, taken Climate Adaption um, because while we may be on Absalon Station, we don't know where we're going after that. Mm. And who knows, maybe worth adapting to some hostile places. <laughs> um, now, while I haven't been playing him as the most squishy, um, he is a bit of a blamange. He's a tiddly bit squish. Tiddly so, bit. My, I'm a little squishy boy. Um, so I've gone for some, some Vanishing Trick and Polymorph, because who doesn't like Polymorph? Oh, okay, so Polymorph's an interesting one, because obviously we know from D&D &D that like that's a, like, Boom, that's like a fifth level spell or something, and it's like yeah. really powerful. But Starfinder, it's got some limitations, hasn't it? It does have limitations, and it's got limitations at each level. Um, yeah. So. It's like smaller creatures or something similar, or tiny humanoids. I can't quite remember what it is, but so we'll have to go. Uh, yeah, it's it's to do with CR maximums to yes. do per um, at each level. And as this is only level one, it's a CR maximum to one. Um, and I don't gain everything's traits at this no. level. Um, but I can look like something that I'm not. Uh, which also... Like a 
out. <laughs> but in all fairness, because it, it's not just like into a monster, is it? it, it does it say you can change um, into I haven't form? fully read it. Well, let's make sure we do that. Yeah, yeah, I haven't fully read it. I don't know if I can change into rock, but the point is, um, could potentially change into other things. Like a small rodent and get in somewhere. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I think, pretty good. Um, um, what I will ask, because I didn't, uh, I left it off the because you get six hit points um, from the operative as well. Which, for anybody who's playing D&D, um, &D, usually at level ups you roll for hit points. Starfinder, you just get the max for your class, which is freaking awesome. So yeah, I know that you got six. How many, what's the mystic yet? Um, I don't know, but my stamina is now 16, health 15. Yes, so you would have uh, doubled up to probably six as well, plus your con modifier. So you would have got six stamina points and six hit points as well, which would have taken you with the con modifier up into probably the 20s for you. Wait. Or 17, 18? What's going to be 17 or 18? Uh, stamina points and hit points. What, together? Uh, just each, yeah. individual. Or well, it's showing 12 out of 18 and 12 out of 14 at the moment. I don't know what's gone on there. That sounds about right. So it's, 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 more, more stamina than hit yeah. points. Yeah, so hit points would have been 6 and 6, plus your con modifier, then stamina points would have been um, on top of that. But I'm pretty sure that website does it all automatically anyway, yeah, so when you level up, you should have a decent pool of hit points to go with. Oh, okay, so when you level up, you don't get your health back. You have to no, no, you still have to take yeah. a rest, I'm afraid. I don't understand how... So if it's 12 out of 18, mm. does that mean that I wasn't full before? Because mm. I would have had none left if it's... Six. We, we took a long rest, didn't we? You haven't taken. A, you took a long rest before the combat. Yeah. You yeah. haven't been oh, able to get okay. one just yet because right now we're, yeah. well, we'll get. But that when you level up, it adds in your new. Yeah. Bits so, that you've but got. it doesn't give you the extra health. Yeah. If it's given right. me a maximum six, how have I got twelve? Because I didn't I think, have. Because of the before. difference between how much you've gone up, that difference is added onto what you currently had. Oh, okay, so it's done that, but, that but not the hit points. I think it's done it for both. It's done it for both. Either yeah. way, next so, time you get a long yeah. rest, they'll so, start going up. It's all a bit confusing, <laughs> but... Yeah, yeah, I am confused. <laughs> Not a problem. But, uh, so you got six hit points as well? Uh, I believe, yeah. What are you on now? What's your current hit point total and your stamina point total? Let's do that. Uh, yeah, like I said, my current stamina is 16, current health 15. That's not bad. It's not bad. That's pretty good, because if you take the two of them together, realistically, we're looking at like, you know, in and yeah, 30, 30 point, so... which is really good That's for level That's real two. nice. I don't know what that means for NPCs and monsters, but... Oh, uh, Kaz, what did Hello. Kaz do for level two? Uh, so I got a new nanosite knack. Which uh, one did you take? So I chose myriad forms, which allows me to create more minor forms with my nanosites. My nanites. Uh, which I have selected a few things uh, that I probably will not mention. I'll just bring them out at some point. Oh, that's cool. Um, which sound cool. Um, as, yeah, I think there's a little sort of defensive uh, thing I can do with my nanites now. Cool. Which I think is similar to how I was using my breakaway Aegis. Yes. So I can now just do that as a, to like a reaction. So I don't have to have it out ready. That's okay. pretty cool. It I means you can pretty yeah. much go sell the shield and then just have that one ready, or is it like... Well, the shield thing was a nanite thing anyway, so oh, okay. I could still create it. Oh, cool. Um, you just get like an upgraded version. Uh, essentially, yeah. I can just use my reaction and go, yeah, use that. That's pretty cool. Instead of having it ready and preparing for it. So what's your stamina point and hit point total now? Uh, so my stamina point total is 20. And I also have eight, 18 health points. Ah, so 38. So Kaz is now the tank. 
Right, you going first, mate. Yeah. <laughs> That's his job. The, the tank that does the field medic. <laughs> it's pretty good, especially that nanite yeah, that can yeah. heal things. Like, you're going to be hard to take down now, so maybe I send a few more oh, shots your yeah, way. Yeah, I see you. TJ Squeakson, played by Steph over there. Hello. What did you take for level two? Uh, so I got another Envoy improvisation with my level up, and I chose Clever Faint for that. So that if I'm successful, it's not just me that will get the benefit of a flat-footed condition. It's everybody. Oh, um, and for my second level, I got my signature support, which I chose as Dispiriting Taunt. <laughs> <laughs> so I can demoralise our foes. That's very TJ. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. felt if it was thematic. <laughs> so, yeah, and absolutely. And I think playing it thematically is very, very cool. And... Um, what did, so what's your stamina points and hit points? Uh, my stamina is now 12. My health is now 14. Okay, so that's on the lower side of things. You've actually got the lowest I'm in the party. so little. <laughs> 12 and 15, did you say? Uh, 16 and 15. 16 and 15. Well, he's so got like half a foot on me, so... Yeah! <laughs> so the squishy of the body is <laughs> the same. Your health is the same? Yes, I think that's... Um, so, wait, which ones do you want again? Which one? Uh, stamina and hit points. What are you on totals? 14 on health. Yeah. And stamina is... 16. Is it 18? 18. 18. Okay, so that's not too bad. That's, that's you know, still pretty good. Still, still pretty meaty. I think it's because operatives are all about the speed and basically being a rogue in D&D. &D. Mm. So, you know, kind of glass cannony if you take a hit, but can do absolutely anything. But yeah, so that's mm. what you guys have got for level two, which is awesome. And that's probably the only bit of conversation I'll do about that before we go into the stream, because for now, I'm going to hand over to Steph. Hello. Um, I wrote this out this week and then made myself really nervous by realising that I was actually going to have to do it. <laughs> Bring it the fuck on. Uh, but obviously it's Valentine's Day in a couple of days, um, commercial love day, and so I thought that I would serenade you all today. Oh, oh shit, we're doing it. <laughs> with, a, um, with a, so... Um, do you need music? I'm all right, no, I'm going a cappella. I'm pitch perfect in it. Um, I've, I've, written, I've written a parody song... Um, to um, also express our love for our, our wonderful uh, sponsor of the stream, Warrior Prince 3D. So, um, sorry while I eat my nerves, I'm just going to go for it and pretend to be someone else for two minutes. <clears throat> when I find myself in terrain trouble, Warrior Prince comes to me, speaking words of wisdom. Print 3D. <laughs> and when I need some minis, they are in my basket on Etsy. All I ever needed, Print 3D. <laughs> warrior, Prince 3D, Warrior, Prince 3D. For terrain, cosplay, and minis, Print 3D. And the Starfinder podcast with their perma code would all agree. Use to the stars for 10% off your 3Ds. <laughs> warrior, Prince 3D, Warrior, Prince 3D. Use to the stars for 10% from Dragonborn Industries. <laughs> hey girl, this Valentine's Day, I want to treat you right. And that means giving you the best. We're going to be taking a wild ride to www.warriorprince3d.etsy.com where I'm going to let you take your pick of any miniatures, collectibles, battle boxes, whatever you want, baby 
baby girl you're gonna get. And don't worry if you can't see what your heart desires, we'll head on over to at WarriorPrince3D on Instagram, the sexiest social media app, and slide into Rich's DMs with a custom request. Don't worry about budgets, babe. I've been watching the Dragonborn Industry Starfinder podcast, so I'ma be using their exclusive perma code to the stars for 10% off. So after our shopping spree, I'ma be using their ex Oh, I've done that already. So after our shopping spree, I'm still going to be able to treat you to a fine fast food dining experience. Ooh. Warrior Prince 3D, Warrior Prince 3D, for terrain, cosplay, and minis, Print 3D. <laughs> that was wonderful. I, I got bored of that. <laughs> I think I wrote that in a fever dream. <laughs> um. Yeah, you know, like, that uh, takes some fucking stone. So yeah, thank you, Steph. I thank you to Warrior Prince 3D, who, um, again, the, you're paying for a service with them that is uh, one of the best 3D printing services you can get. Everything you get is really clean, and uh, even Steph does them an injustice by not being able to scream about how good they are. But no, ah! thank you, Steph, and thank you to Richard and Warrior Prince 3D for always supporting the show. But if you're going to also spend some money, we need to talk about Roll and Play Press because we have an affiliate code to use with them, which is Dragonborn10, which you can use on their website, rollandplaypress.com. You can't get it off the shipping, I'm afraid. Again, I tried. But they were like, no, you keep asking. But no. But uh, it's nice to see that people are already using the code. That's really, really awesome. And uh, the guys there are lovely. Check out the new uh, One Shot Wonders book. And also they've got a Kickstarter that's just gone out, which is uh, a big book of battle maps. It is fucking insane. But um, yeah, guys, go check them out. Use that code DRAGONBORN10. They're really cool. I use them in my sessions, and I strongly suggest that people have them from behind their screens or for their player characters. But apart from that, I don't think there are any more announcements that we need to go through, so I guess it's time to jump into tonight's episode of Starfinder. Woo! against the sniper skills of Cassie Cato, the party managed to subdue her and tie her up for later questioning. During this time, LAMP, a long-range communication device, is fixed and contact with the Zephyr Horizon is made and Steve, the ship AI, begins to make the journey across the planet to pick up the crew and assess the KIA situation of Adric Ironfist, the last original crewmate of the ship. In the meantime, Cassie comes to consciousness and the crew begin to interrogate her but she is arrogantly unwilling to divulge information, causing Kaz and Skelkin to resort to some less than friendly tactics in trying to break her. Yet she seems to revel in the pain. Meanwhile, TJ and Calyx explore the cave some more, and in doing so, TJ touches the orb, and in doing so, communicates with the entity. 
They learn that the orb itself will give some level of powers, and with this, TJ goes outside and commands Kato to tell them everything. Once she has revealed all that she knows, she tells the party that she won't let them leave if she can, or that as soon as she can, she will kill them to stop any knowledge of this orb from getting out. This being the final words Kaz and Skelkin needed to hear, they finish the job in a swift, simultaneous uh, motion, and with that, Kato falls dead. With that, the Zephyr Horizon blocks the sky above and begins to descend, and that's going to be where we're jumping back into today's session. As you look up at the reddish sky above, a dark shadow smoothly moves over the top of this deep hole that you are in. And with a quick, bleating image of the swarm, creatures from before that you ready yourself, yet in a split second realise it's the shape of a very familiar vessel, the Zephyr Horizon. You watch as it lowers itself down into the hole, blocking out a lot of the light, but resting with the back ramp on the ledge that you first arrived on and where Cassie was sniping from. The dust around kicks up and before long the entire area is covered in sand. I hand over to you. Sand <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> is that rope still there? That would be easy if it was. Huh? The rope that you put up there. Um, the I mean, I was going to say whether the rope is there or not. I will um, try and make sure that it's it's there. Everyone can get up, and I am taking that rope back. Yeah, uh, the rope is still. Where I it did was not purchase three lengths of rope for nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> coming with me. It's absolutely there, and uh, you could easily climb that, uh, climb up that. Um, but yeah, it's down to you guys and what you want to do here before. Um, lamp's fixed, right? Yes, so lamp is this like small little box with um, these two protrusions underneath it. Uh, then it has a small square, almost a, like a little satellite relay on top, but it's just like a box that mm. can move okay. about 180 degrees. Mm. Uh, and essentially lamp is a, uh, a small minor AI that is able to liaise and send long range communications. Cool. Um, not that I have to do long range, but I will contact Steve. Um, Steve, I don't suppose you have scanned the area yet to confirm what I told you earlier? Jamie uh, uh, and Jack. Adric. Mm. Uh, Being dead. Steve would reply, uh, and you get it now on the comm because you're close enough. He's like, I will, uh, I'm scanning at the moment. Mm. I can confirm that the uh, DNA presence of Adricarmpist is down there. I'm just currently ascertaining his life signs. Mm. There's a few like beeps and a few pauses. Confirmed, Adricarmpist is deceased. Mm. Um, yeah. Are we allowed to board your ship? Uh, the, the ship? Um, yes. Okay. Alright. Does Ag, either Adric or Kato, both, do they have anything like dog tags or do they have anything like identification mm. of themselves? So, um, give me a uh, perception check to see what you can find. Obviously, the guys already checked last week on certain things, but you're looking specifically for ID tags and stuff uh, like that. Yeah. 17. 17. So, um, Cassie, the only thing that's really of note is this pauldron that has um, a churning sea with this circular maw that almost looks like the Sarlacc pit from Star Wars, <laughs> just without the tongue bit from the re-dues. Uh, it's like coming out of it, and there's like tentacles with eyeballs on them, all like coming out of this churning sea. And that's like, it's a beautiful piece of like. Uh, cathedral style art, if you know what I mean. Like, you know, you see like a proper mm -hmm. thing above. It's that kind of um, image, but nothing identifying. No Dynatech tags, no name tags, no nothing like that. Um, obviously, you found last week the uh, glove of storing yes. the uh, sniper rifle, mm -hmm. batteries, and uh, the weapon. She has been stripped, yeah, pretty clean, and is pretty much loose of her bounds. 
uh, then you can go over and check Adric, and he will have uh, a Starfinder badge on him. Um, as you cough his hand? Oh, no, I, I nearly <laughs> did when I did <laughs> Yeah, you nearly did, to. but then she picks up the artillery piece and went right. with that. Yeah. Um, he has a Starfinder yeah. badge. Um, his uh, suit, uh, his um, overalls underneath this like uh, armor that he's wearing is, um, it does say Pine Fist on it. Uh, the actual armor he's wearing is a mining lift, which I need to bring up. I can't remember if you guys actually took that off him last time, or if you just took weapons and stuff. I think I just took the big old. Just did, you, should, yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, you only searched Cassie, didn't you? You didn't actually yeah. search Adric anymore. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, he has a, a name tape that's like sewn onto his um, coveralls that are underneath the armor. Uh, take the name plate tag. Yeah, you patch. can. You have to like cut it off, but you can yeah. absolutely take that. Um, and the the Starfinder badge, if you so wish to. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Anything else? Should we bury them or leave them or take them? I'm not the best one to ask. There been anywhere <laughs> put them in or? Just... <laughs> <laughs> Dave? <laughs> Dave's potentially quite Dave. good for this. He's Maybe. not that big. I'm not we too fit in. keen on uh, taking bodies with us. Mm. But if you feel it necessary, then. Uh... I don't feel any particular way because I did not know Adric. Uh, I've never met Adric or spoken to Adric, so I have no attachment to him. So if we leave him here in the dust, we leave him in the dust. Okay. But that's just, that is just me. But. By all means, if I die, you're welcome to leave me in the dust as well. I, I don't Same with I'd me, I agree with that. Yeah. Put me in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be in the bin. <laughs> okay, I'll try and remember all of that for uh, if for this when happens. You die. <laughs> I'll try and outlive all of you, though I don't think that'll happen. But yeah, if it does, I'll try and remember all this for you guys. Thank you. We're a good sort, Galex. Mm. Good yes. sort. How, how would you want to be yeah. um, dealt with <laughs> if you died? I thought about it. Do you want to come in the bin with me? I don't think I want to be in a bin. <laughs> it smells weird in there. Well, it depends on the bin. <laughs> uh, I think I'd, le- I'd like to go home, actually. Okay. Uh, um... I, I, I might just, I don't know, I, I feel like, I, I get that your feelings about Kato, but I, I might just, you, you know, while, while Steve's doing whatever he's doing, I might, I might just bury, bury Adric a little bit so the, the, the Korax don't get him quite so much. makes you feel better, go for it, but I'm going to the ship. Shovel <laughs> out of the cheek. <laughs> <laughs> so like a big trowel. Uh, I will go to, up to the ship and just make sure all the ship's in working order, ready to for us to go. Well, better help Calyx dig a hole, otherwise we'll be here for a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to take the orb into the ship. Okay, so going into the ship, digging a hole. Okay, we'll deal with the ship first. So, 
You guys um, descend down the steps and go to where Adric is. He just burying where he lay and pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. So by the south pillar. And um, well, you guys. Uh, so Steve is basically nose towards where the entrance to that uh, cave was, and then the ramp is down onto the ledge where you guys first came onto and mm. uh, Kato was sniping from. You can very easily walk onto the uh, ramp, and the first thing that is abundantly clear is the lack of blood. Dave. Good day, Dave. Dave. And um, you go into the cargo bay and uh, you go up this like 10 foot ramp and you open up into like this sort of like 30 foot wide, 40 foot tall cargo bay slash engine room. They're, like the engines are humming beautifully. You would know this just from like the amount of time you spent around Starship engines. And yeah, it just all the lights are on, everything seems to be operating really well. Uh, you hear Steve's voice come across the uh, intercoms and across all the speakers like, Ah, hello, welcome aboard. Um, then you see Dave come out of like one of the little side, um, mm -hmm. not even an access panel, he's just found an alcove that he likes, and he's like, Hi, I'm glad you made it back. Dave, you have done a wonderful job. I'll give him a little pat. Oh. And he... Keep, keep this up, I'll give you another upgrade soon. He's like, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this makes Dave happy, I think. Good to know. I want to know if Dave oh. ate the bodies or threw them out. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. Awesome. Awesome. No. Did you find the people you were looking for? Uh, yes, we did. Um, some unfortunate circumstances. Um, some dead. Um, well, one alive. All, all dead. <laughs> one alive, but uh, yes. Ah. Mm. Well, I buried the remains of the crew that were. Okay. Oh, he buried them. Do was... I need to bury anybody else? Uh, I believe Calix and uh, Skelkin are currently doing some burying. If you want to take a break, Jade, I mean, if you want to take a cool 15, you know, you've done a marvellous job in here, so... And it's really clean. Mm. Very, very clean. Um, I will wait further instructions and just like reverses back into the alcove <laughs> <laughs> and like power down and there's like a little power thing on his side. Um, yeah, and you can uh, begin to go through the um, cargo bay and yeah, it's it's all working. You go into the galley where it was just blood everywhere, completely clean. Um, same in the crew quarters. Right. Things like scar marks from claws yeah. or bullet holes. You can't really clean those. Can't really clean those <laughs> yeah. But everything else But is they're damn clean. <laughs> crazily clean. Like, nice. like he's really good at that job. Um, That's a nice buffed bullet hole. <laughs> yeah, and you get through and like, um, you get to the cockpit and again, uh, things like brain matter off that front pilot's console is gone and blood from all around the captain's chair. Even the chair itself has been mm. completely uh, valeted and mm. is completely clean. And yeah, um, mm -hmm. Steve is like, welcome aboard. I suppose you are the new crew now. Uh, if you'll have us, I think, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> We're not, we're not getting off this planet no, otherwise. That's true, yes. Without having any of the previous crew left alive, it leaves down to... Well, uh, there's one crew member. Oh, yeah. Actually a crew Dewey member. was well, more of a, a, mm, a sign-on, wasn't he? That's it? true, so, yes. Yeah. Yes, with, that, with the death of Adric Einfuss, mm. the final commanding officer, uh, now falls into... Uh, and It's essentially like maritime law, but in yeah, like yeah, galactic yeah. space-bearing law. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, uh, to which end, I guess, I am... Finest mm. keepers. <laughs> All right. Your crew, uh, your AI for the Zephyr Horizon now. Amazing. Uh, 
I can begin prepping for travel if you let me know where you want to go and we can begin the process of uh, departing the planet known as Abel. Yes, uh, I believe once everyone's on, we'll probably be going back into the drift. Um, Heading back for Absalom Station. Nope. Yeah. I will begin plotting the course. It should take no longer than six days. Wonderful job, Steve. Thank you. Um, I'm going to, I'd like to kind of go into the crew mess the crew kind of area and just collect any kind of like of their personal effects yeah and just sort of put them into like a little box and mm. stuff just to kind of yeah keep and then i'm gonna hide it with my things it's like little things like adric's uh bunk will have things like little pictures of him like polaroids on this have been stuck up but they've got um like a a, a date stamp on them and then oh it'll be God. like him and the captain. So it's him and uh, Captain uh, Ordana. For a second, I thought it was going to be like kind of like Polaroids of like his sick gains. Um, <laughs> what you see is that him and the captain. Three uh, years so ago, I was this. this. But now I'm this. Thanks to Dynatech Protein. <laughs> you see that him and uh, Captain Ordana had quite a uh, friendly relationship. They were, uh, in every picture, they seemed to be laughing or drinking at a tavern. You've got this like really stocky, muscular, uh, old and dwarf with this like braided gray beard and this like shaggy but short hair. And then uh, this uh, very dark skinned, uh, almost bald human man uh, who, you know, is a good two foot taller than him. Uh, and they seem to wear like the same colored, like white and gray coveralls uh, with like bits of armor over the top of them. Uh, they both wear their Starfinder badges in the same place. And they're they seem really chummy in all the pictures. Uh, with things like uh, the pilot's bunk, which is uh, LMIO. Uh, she is a Lashunta and uh, again, there's a few pictures of maybe like a family, but not like her family. It's not like her kids or husband or anything like that. You think maybe she's one of the kids in it. And then uh, there are things like magazines of like fashion and beauty. Okay. Uh, and it's like Castrobellion's fashion times or something like that. It'll be like real like things that she's picked up and she's yeah. like, oh, I'll give that a reading stuff. Uh, with Bleep, uh, who is this Gipley? There is a uh, a bunk that's been cleared out for Cassie Cato, uh, but you know that there's like little things like a frog pit print of a hand that's been done in paint on the wall, oh. but it's a lot smaller. Oh. And then um, so their their stuff must be somewhere else. Yeah. Then uh, the bunk above them that Derris Day was in would have been cleared out for from Click. Uh, who is the, oh sorry, Chip, who was the engineer, uh, and it's a, a Yosoki's bunk, and uh, apart from like the wall having like panels that have been taken off, and then they've been tinkering with little mm. bits, and you can see that their screen was like tinkered with enough to like be able to connect to something else, and they could then project into that particular bunk and maybe watch things or send comments through that, you don't know. Uh, yeah, and I'd say that's the majority of the stuff that you would find be able to box up. Um, obviously you found all the weapons earlier on, you'll have to fix the um, armor. Mm -hmm on the uh, essentially gun unit because yeah. you basically smashed the door out uh, and then <laughs> Steve just unlocked it for you and then I think that's about it in the crew quarters but um, as you guys acclim acclimatise yourself to the ship the guys outside you can begin uh, to dig uh, are you just straight up trying to pour at the sand what are you doing? I don't think we've got much choice yeah I was going to say I don't really have anything in my inventory that can dig so Ropes I, I think now, to a point it's like digging a little bit down but then it gets a bit like laborious so it's I just like chose not to pushing sand up on top of him. Um, yeah. So you like basically like 
managed to drag him into this like tiny little divot and then just push the sand over the top of it. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe like his boot still sticking out of like one bit. And... It's not a good burial. <laughs> no, and you put like a stone somewhere and maybe mark it. Stone someone's um, eyes. You know what would have worked? Maybe a frag grenade would have made a hole in the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not doing that. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> but with that, you guys can shoddily bury a member of the crew and then... Uh, make your way on board the Zephyr Horizon. Mm. Are there any repairs that need doing externally before we go anywhere? Uh, you can ask Steve and you can check yourself. Uh, if you give me an engineering check, uh, and also ask Steve. Steve is like, I am in perfect working order as far as I'm aware. I sense no degradation to the hull's integrity nor to the shields. Now that power has been restored back to the engines and the thrusters, we can fly and uh, the drift engine is fully operable. 27. It's wow. hunky-dory. Minus things being disconnected so that it couldn't act on its own and turning the engines back on, which Kaz did when you first got there. Ship's in real good shape. What did we bash in then? Uh, that was the uh, the only thing there is like, there's, so in the crew quarters is a gun locker essentially, mm. where the crew kept their arms mm. uh, and TJ basically had a crowbar and was like bending it back okay, with Kaz right. and then Steve unlocked it. <laughs> Even though the gunner was yeah. uh, in pieces, that, that shooty bit is fine. We yeah. came together. Right? Yeah, it's almost like um, when you look back at it, they were dragged out of the turret. Okay. And then mauled to death. Mm. Yay! Do you need ammo for ship no. guns? Okay. No, yeah, absolutely fine. But with that, yes. I should actually hand you a sheet. Oh. Realistically, we've got a new ship. The Zephyr yeah. Horizon has its own parachute. Yeah. And it's not the same as... I know Steve's calculating it, but I'd probably mm. offer Steve help to find Absalom Station. So, really easy to find. Uh, you can begin... Um, well, first of all, uh, who are you guys going to start assigning roles to yourselves? I think it worked pretty well last yeah. time. What Should we, we had, do what right? we did? Well, yeah. we, minus we don't a have a gunner right now. I mean, warag is a TJ's got a taste. He'll jump into the gunner. Really? <laughs> Fair I also don't mind swapping around yeah. places, mm. but well, I'm very comfortable with the engineering aspect of things. Um, I better pilot it, and I mm. really. I I can pilot, but I can I am, engineer. I am particularly but... good at engineering. Exactly. And you're, I guess you're particularly good at piloting as well. Um, I'm okay. <laughs> well, keep keep it same as same as, and if we get into a sticky yeah. wicket, one of us can jump up in the we can always change, yeah, yeah. switch. Exactly. Um, but we could always get Dave. Well, I'm the captain. Yeah, that's TJ. You mean captain like and gunner? Yeah. I'm just saying that I I'm happy to you know mm. I wouldn't ask any of you to do something I wasn't comfortable doing myself. <laughs> <laughs> leader. Steve would uh, pipe up. If you have selected a captain, if you could let me know who they are, and then all the members of the crew, please, then I can add you to the roster, and we can begin our new adventures together. Kaz, engineer. Uh, TJ Squeakson, captain. Slash gunner. <laughs> slash gunner. Slash, slash, whatever slash, slash, you need. slash team maker. Pleasure <laughs> to meet you, captain. Uh, uh, Not that he nods, just the... Yeah. <laughs> Calix, um, navigation, I suppose? Science officer. I'll take that one. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Uh, Scalc on shore, pilot. The pleasure is all mine. Hopefully, we will have a safe trip back, 
uh, I calculate no more than six days, and you begin to start calculating. And actually, because um, the Starstone reactor at the center of Absalom Station is a ginormous drift beacon, the biggest one in known existence, it's very easy to find it and to navigate to it. To which end, no matter where you are in the galaxy, it will only ever take no more than six days to get to it. So it's almost like the brightest lighthouse out there kind of thing. Yeah. However, as you begin prepping to go into the atmosphere, I would like a D4, please, just to see how long it's going to take to prep and get up outside of the planet's atmosphere. Four. Four. So we're looking around four hours to basically that's travel fine. up and, and stuff. And that's not a problem. And eventually after these four hours pass, you've reached the gravitational pull of the planet, punch through the ozone, and then manage to get into the star system of Dak Chi, where again, this like dying coal of a sun bleeds this like blood red light across the five planets that are there. You see the wrecked planet of um, Terion Vesh that you had passed in the previous ones. And obviously just you doing the last of the scans, you managed to get the last of the mapping done before you find a position to re-enter the drift close to the beacon that is now here. And you watch again as, just like before, where you were inside the Dynatech shuttle uh, 2485, and uh, formerly known as the SS Jones. The, that line Frag. of energy comes out from the drift engine at the back and begins to like run over everything like a scanner on the inside of the ship. And as it goes to the front, where uh, I'm assuming most people are on the bridge, uh, you see like the field of stars and that red sort of nebula look around you begins to change and turn purple and black and blue and then goes to like a long distant void of next to nothingness as you enter the drift and that light then comes back in towards the drift engine and you have successfully traversed into the drift. Could you roll me please, Skelkin Shaw, a d6. This will be how many days it is going to take you to get back to Absalom Station. Well, I will also tell you guys, traveling back to Absalom Station, 0% chance of an encounter. Ooh, hey. It's nice and safe. Four. Four. So four days of drift travel. Now, unlike before, we don't have to sit here and roll a D100 for each day because getting back to Absalom is a lot easier. But is there anything that you guys would like to do in the four days? Rest. <laughs> By all means, you can take that long rest box four times. I'm doing it. Absolutely. Hey, that long rest. Unless somebody's going to start a fight or go looking for a fight anywhere in the middle of that, you can click that four times. What's the benefit of doing it four times? Because you only get your hit points back per level. So you get two hit points back per rest. You get all your stamina points back, but only two hit points. Yeah. Oh, I don't need to do it then if I'm max. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I don't know what else I would, Kaz would do. Yeah. Just get to I know I think you might ship. have like some small projects going around that you might just be working on yeah. engineering wise and just tinkering. Not a problem at all. Yeah. Um, but if there's nothing major that you guys want to kind of do, is it like? I, no, I. Uh, I was going to say I wouldn't mind trying to find um, any of Cassie's possessions. They're be already like, gone, mate. No, I know. <laughs> I'm going to look for them. Find they're not there. Yeah, and that's the and thing. Then... A, a, an odd lack of them. And, like, Derestays, who's with you, is like, yeah, uh, she really didn't come with much, um, which is what was quite surprising that she came on, and I figured 
in my naivety that it was just a case that the crew was going to feed her and have everything that she needed and she was just going to stay on the ship and nap. Obviously, with the big rifle and everything else, it was all concealed, but... Mm. But, yeah, I'd like to see if she did any mapping data whatsoever. Uh, not that you can find. And I know that you took a data pad. Useless. Um, but, yeah, she absolutely did not. I take it um, you left Doris Day's stuff, TJ. Sorry? I take it you left Doris Day's stuff when it was. There would have been actually in Chip's bunk was a bag of um, essentially books and papers and then one of them is like, D, I've got your stuff, we're looking for you. I think was the message that you left on the mm -hmm. paper. I don't think TJ's, I think TJ's just literally scooped it all into the briefcase and gone. Because I obviously would have wanted to talk to Thursday about that paper and what he'd found, but if he can't find it, I guess... <laughs> Um, yeah, because you guys, he would have uh, stayed with you specifically to bury Adric, and then um, that's Ian forgetting he was there. Deris who? Yeah, and that's pretty much it. He would, um, yeah, she'd be like, oh. Um, Dave? Has anybody seen my bag? Probably have to ask Dave, because um, that would be the first port of call. Who's Dave? Ah, yes, we added a new member, member. of the crew. crew hmm. um, he's a toilet. He's, yeah, <laughs> he's a toilet, but he also does clean the place. Uh, I mean, as you can see, it is spick and span in here. Um, if you, just go down to the cargo bay, you'll find him. Right, um, I'll do that yeah. at some point. Yeah. But have you seen my back? That's what I, I mean. Have not. Dave might. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, and he goes off to the, the cargo bay. You don't know what he does unless you follow him. Uh, no, I'll go with him yeah, and I, show him Dave because he doesn't know what he's looking at. Before. He'd just yeah, be like, he's like, Dave, <laughs> are like, you a Dave? Yeah, and like he, he literally goes in and he's like, Dave. <laughs> and then uh, you hear, uh, and then it slowly like wheels out. And I just imagine Wally. Uh, it's pretty much based on Wally, <laughs> but like more British bin. British. <laughs> British. Instead of a comp compactor, it's like um, what I envisioned was Wally, and then I took the tracks off, gave it wheels, and then you know the uh, machine that goes onto the DeLorean for Back to the Future 2, and it's just like throwing oh. trash into it to like get the power. Yeah, yeah, that was okay. the whole inspiration for Dave. Oh, but like it. they would take something shit and turn it into something good. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> the premise of Dave. <laughs> that, yeah, that's exactly where he came from. Um, and yeah, he um, kind of wheels out and he's like, Hello. Hello, Dave. On your cleaning travels, you didn't by any chance come across uh, a bag full of papers, did you? No. My only cleaning was the biomatter left by the previous crew. I buried them. <laughs> any bits I could not process. Oof. Uh, that's, I want to know what's the biggest bit Dave could process. I mean, yeah, that comforts me that you buried them um, rather than just devoured. I asked Steve what the traditions were for their people. He said usually it would be burial or uh, cremation, so I tried to do what was best by Steve and by the crew. I mean, that's a very good job, Dave. Bear in mind that he's got a long, solid hoover arm and a claw pincer arm that's like on a retractable, so how he buried those. I was going to ask how he did it, and then I thought, no, let's not. Let's not ruin it. I'll say, well, sorry to bother you, thank you. That is quite all right. D, Dave, Dave, D. Hello, D. I am Dave. 
Bye, Dave. Hi. Uh, <laughs> he just looks at you, Dave? And then um, it's like, uh, okay, I guess maybe Cassie took it, or I mean, she had longer left with the ship after we ran. It was there. Oh. We, I left you a note. Oh, what did it say? Don't leave without us, because we are without a ship. <laughs> um, while they're gone, I'd like to sneak his bag back into <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. You had that conversation. It's, um, I mean, or you actually doing it sneakily while they're in a different room. Yeah. Oh, give me a stealth check then. Okay. <laughs> oh, let's do stealth. I so want it to be low. 18. 18. Uh, um, I mean, you and Deris, they wouldn't be in that room. But I mean, Kaz and Calix can absolutely make exception checks to see what they see. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a 26. You see it. I also got a 26. Really? <laughs> yeah, you guys watch, like, they've asked about this bag. TJ, I mean, would you have been like, no? Or would it, like, what? <laughs> and then they disappear off through the galley and out to the, um, the engine bay, uh, the cargo bay, sorry, the engine room, and then you watch. Would you, like, scurry in and be like, I, I think it's that, like, I think the shades go on, and you know when, <laughs> in space, you know, like, in, like, shows when someone goes, oh, yeah, just play it cool, and people just act so not cool, it's that, it's that Khan and Hall, like, strutting over, like, oh, yawn and drop it into the bunk. <laughs> and, yeah, um, you know, return to the bridge, just like, oh, oh stretch the legs or whatever, and then, um, <laughs> Gotta get back on the wheel, if you, if you know what I'm saying? I like to imagine you also struggle to get it on there, just for the whole oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, completely. <laughs> yeah, and um, eventually when you guys make your way back through to that area, at whatever point that is, the bag is then on the bed, in a completely different position to what you left it, book maybe like slopped out to one side. Fuck's sake. is like, oh, um, did you not... Oh, okay. And he's like a bit confused and he like starts going through it and stuff. Um, finds the note and he's like, huh, yeah, um, I mean, what do you want to know? I mean, I, I suppose everything that I found you sort of know now, but um, if you've got questions, ask and uh, vice versa. I mean, I know that you were trying to dive into the Starfinder archive to see what else came up, but... Mm. A big fat thing, nothing. Is it not strange that I hear about it through pirates and smugglers but yet you find nothing in the Starfinder archives. I mean, it is strange, and I find it totally unbelievable. Me too. The fact that the biggest treasure hunters in the galaxy, which is what the Starfinders essentially are... But should have been looking in the restricted section. <laughs> we don't have that kind of clearance. <laughs> Mr. Pompfrey is very good. <laughs> of invisibility. Not the name of the um, librarian, that's the. Um... Madame Pompfrey is the nurse. Is the nurse. Yeah. Uh, who is the librarian? Oh, God. Some old bat. So, yeah, I don't bat. think it's important. Do we ever? Actually, yeah, she's in think... the books. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was years, anyway. years ago. <laughs> anyway, because yeah. I'm going to get distracted thinking about that. Um, the fact that you couldn't find anything tells me that. Somebody knew something or wanted other people not to know something. So, I mean, would I 
have accessed different levels of clearance of information. Uh, you have access to the uh, Archon Miriam, which is essentially like a big magical facility within Absalom Station. Then you have access to uh, anything that's not classified or upper levels of rank within the Starfinder Society, so commanders and stuff like that. Uh, and anything, most of the Starfinder stuff is like free information. Mm -hmm. that's the whole point of being a Starfinder is to yeah. explore and to share information. But everything that you've done, like looking for, it's like looking for like keywords and stuff and being able to like data process, yeah. just came up with nothing. So it's either classified or it's been wiped. Yeah. I guess. Because again, I only heard about it because of passing traders, like people that, you know, are less tangible, I guess, is the word Ian's looking for. <laughs> um, and I mean, the fact that Cato knew about it, that says something to me. Did you manage to get anything from that data pad? My sheep? Uh, yeah, I was just... Uh... <laughs> the podcast is this. Jack is currently eyeing up the uh, Zephyr Horizon character sh uh, ship sheet. Just imagine Kaz was looking at the uh, ship, just getting familiar. Yes, <laughs> since four days. Uh, there are messages coming in uh, to Kato. Um, well, actually, no, there's no messages coming in. There's messages going out. Yeah. Uh, but anything that's coming in has either been deleted or there's just no record, but I think we could probably use it to our advantage if we pretend that we are Cassie Kato and just by sending a message saying, you know, Job done. Job's done. I'm here. You know, where shall we meet? Kind of thing. Smart. There is a possibility if we want to go down that route. Yeah. I, I, it's interesting because... We didn't know much about these. The only thing we know about them that is public knowledge is that Ondamalka would use them as a way of defending ourselves from death. Mm. Um, the fact that we were just trying to see if that where they were from originally led to this is... I, I don't know mm. anything else, really. But I mean, Why other people would want them? That's a good question. Because I didn't know anything about... Anything I could do. Nice mug, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, right. You can get those from uh, www.dragonbornindustries.com and they are these lovely Dynatech Industries Future Perfect mugs. Um, because I didn't know any of those abilities or the fact that you could talk to them. That's never been spoken about in Demalco or on Demalco. I know that obviously the guardians that wield them have the ability to to empathetically change the emotions of the Colossi enough that they leave us alone and go somewhere else, but that was it, and that's all they were done. But I didn't expect to find the orb in such a panic, be able to use it to turn away other creatures, and then commune with it, or and then uh, would like gesture towards the bridge where TJ would be and be like, or the fact that it can make somebody talk, or. It has some command over a person. That's more than we've seen before. There's obviously a reason that these things were kept out of history. Yeah. But they're quite powerful. Yeah. And people seek power. And I imagine this is taking part in the crew quarters, or do you imagine it in the galley, or...? Um... I don't know, probably crew quarters. Yeah? Yeah. Like, see, he's sat on, like, a top bunk. Yeah, yeah, because that's where all his stuff was, so that's where yeah, probably we yeah. would have started the conversation. And, um, yeah, he just is, like, 
I, I guess we do need to know more. I think that's a good idea to send a message saying it's done, at least to keep anybody else from trying to look for that particular. Bit fallen. Did we solidify our plan for what we're going to do with the orb? Well, should we, and then you like go, jump down and like lead through to the bridge and be like, I guess that's something that we do need to talk about. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm once I get back, I'm going to dive into more research. I'm going to try and find out more about maybe like past instances of Starfinders going to Damalco or anything along those lines. Maybe I'll, I'll travel back to Damalco. Maybe I'll, I'll try and find some out some extra information. But I mean, and he looks to you. He's like, obviously, um, I couldn't. I, I knew that I couldn't talk to it outside of that cave. Um, I presume that that's still the same now. And um, again, I, I'm very happy to not have it on me or to have it on me. I just... If we want to keep it hidden, we can use the glove that Ooh. Cassie has. Mm-hmm. Currently has the sniper yeah. rifle in it, but we can't take that out. I think but it's a bit more. But also... Um, yeah. We know that there's someone within Dynatech that we're helping Cassie. Okay. Well, that's what we, we wanted. We, well, we don't. We don't. We have a strong suspicion. We, mm. that, well, well, here's the thing. It's. It might be, or it might be that Cato was the person in Dynatech giving the leaks. We. This is the thing. We. We don't know. We don't even know if it's someone in the Starfinders who've maybe been concealing things. Mm. So I. I just. I'm going to preempt anything of. The corporations, this and you know, collectives that, and I think we're in a, a bit of a sticky wicket in that we just don't have enough information either way to truly trust where we can place chap. Is it worth though saying that we don't trust anyone? This is what I, I mean. If there's one person that could be an issue, then we can't just go and blindly tell everybody. No. Um, I mean, the Shuren who sent us on this mission, we don't know whether they're possibly. I mean. Shuren? The uh, head uh, of the Star The head of Zazu, Zuzu, 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 Gabor? I mean. I don't know, I can't remember. No, he's not the head of Star Fire Society. No, at least Bo is a human in the head of the. Star no, no, Star Finders. Star Finders. Star Finders. Star Finders. It was definitely a Shirin who sent us. I'm quite new to Star Finders. It was a Star Finders thing, I think. But I mean, they sent us. How do we know that maybe they're not, they don't have reason to want? When she was more talkative, she did say that she got herself the role of Dynatech. Zano. Zano. I didn't meet them, but if they got themselves the role at Dynatech, then... Yeah, I mean, I guess that they, for me, I, that would say that they're the leak, but at the same time, we don't know if somebody got them that role inside we, there. We don't know if they were the only leak Exactly. Either. What if you guys keep hold of the orb, if you've got a way of concealing it, like the glove or, mm. you know, a bag or anything, and, and, and he looks down at, like, his, like, lack of weaponry, and he's like, I'm no killer, I'm no fighter, um, mm. I'm not going to defend it. If somebody wants to take it, they've got an easy job with me. Um... Let's not give it to you then. Probably for the best. But I mean, are we going to lock it away? Are we going to keep it on us all of the time? It's going to make us a target. Well, but I only mean, if people know that we've got it. As far as I'm aware, whoever sent Kato knew about it. But if you can say that the job's done, and she said she was going to destroy it, mm-hmm. or try oh. to. No one's going to suspect a glove 
on someone if you put it in the glove. Yes, but if they've sent Cassie out there mm -hmm. and they know us and then Cassie doesn't come back, but we do, yeah. it's going to happen. They're going to look on the roster, they're mm. going to shipping rosters, they're going to see she hasn't returned and we have. Yeah. It is likely we are going to be watched, we mm. are going to be investigated unknowingly. So are we telling the truth about Kato? Yes. I think so. I think we have to. Yes. yes. Um, but about then, what we can't just say we don't know what she was after. Well, I mean, we can. Well, yeah. We can say that she. Yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily a lie if we say that she attacked us and she was the one that betrayed the crew and killed everyone. Mm. Mm. We can, and he looks uncomfortable, obfuscate the truth about the ore and keep it a secret. And so say we that found nothing. That she my was... mission was a failure, but mm. hers was apparently something else. But it doesn't make sense why she would attack for nothing if there was nothing there. I think it makes it slightly unbelievable. Well, maybe she was, I mean, well, she was going on the, on the premise that... Same to me, that something was That there. something was there. Mm. Or uh, we say that we got there and she was already dead. Or that. That whatever, we, we never found any war, but we've never seen it. I think... We don't know why she was there and she was just dead when we got there as was with the rest of the crew, and Darius Day was the only one we found. If we could keep it as the close to the truth as possible. is yeah. it's going to put a lot of suspicion yeah. on, on you, mm. if that's a sole survivor yes. situation. I'm okay telling the truth up until the orb, and saying that we, we don't know what she thought she'd find. There was this room with carvings that we didn't understand. Mm -hmm. Pretty so, At the end uh, of the day, if we if we tell the truth and say, you know, Cassie killed the whole crew, tried to kill us, we had to defend ourselves, blah blah blah, don't say anything about the orb. If Starfinders or whoever we tell happen to be the ones that ordered this, yeah. then we'll find out soon enough. Mm. Until but it gives us but only that we're not necessarily mm. lying there either. No. Exactly. Until we know I'm who we can trust. Is it worth sending best. that message now? Well, we can't really so, do anything until we get in there. I have, well, I it'll, have, can we? it'll ping off when we get there, but it'll still have a date oh, stamp so. on I it. I have thought that uh, we should probably try and keep regular communication with whoever this is, because she has been sending messages quite regularly. But if the so official if, story is... If they don't hear is... anything for days, and then all of a sudden a message comes out of nowhere, it could be a bit suspicious. But it's even more suspicious if we come back and say, oh, Kato's dead, and then they've been getting messages. Yeah, from but that, that's only an issue if uh, this person has penetrated Dynatech <laughs> or the Starfinders. If they are an entity by themselves, then it doesn't matter what we say mm. to our respective groups. I still think like they're going to notice that Cassie hasn't come back on the Zephyr Horizon. With I I am thing. with you on that. I don't feel it necessary to send messages. I think it puts us in more danger. For now, we are we we have escaped danger, um, but I think sending a message, pretending to be someone, is putting a target on our backs that we've just got rid mm -hmm. of. Yeah, I suppose. They might be able to track this compact mm. through the I mean, the we could send the message, orb destroyed, mm. however, just made contact with a new crew, mm. um, and then we could say that she attacked us, 
after we met her and she sent this message, and then we dispatched. And he looks uncomfortable saying that. Yeah, I guess it's, that it's too complicated. I think it's I, too much. I think we just have to be straight up and just not mention the orb. It just keep okay. it we simple. We don't know anything keep about it. the orb. No, and maybe we didn't Clayton... find anything. She didn't find anything. She got pissed, decided to cut her losses. Off. I think we just have to act like we don't know what's going on. We just defended ourselves. We did the job. I honestly think uh, pleading ignorance will keep us safe in this situation. Mm-hmm. And so. what do we do with the orb? We put it in the glove and then well, there's the glove. Take it with us. This is a question I had. Um, can you, or have you tried detect magic on the orb? No, I haven't actually. I would like to mm. test it if um, if it's in the glove whether you can still detect magic because Z- <laughs> GM screams inside Zano <laughs> <laughs> is uh, one of the most powerful yeah. people Ooh, I've nice. ever come across and this is the thing as well because we don't know what kind of scanners that we're going to come up against because you know I assume that, that kind of tech at yeah. some point is going to get picked up by right. something is it worth maybe keeping the glove on board here on the Zephyr it's can they access the ship? Are I they... believe the glove has to be worn to be used. Okay. okay. So you can't just put it in the glove and then put the glove in the chest. No. Yeah. My, my only thought is we put it in the glove from when we get to Absom Station mm. so we can at least get it off the ship if we want to. Um, they are going to want to have a look at the evidence, I suppose. I, I have a contact that I trust. But that's entirely up to you guys. It's also then are we putting more people in danger? I think the more people who know, the worse this is going to get. We Mm. really need to tell. Does anyone have a panic room in their abode? A safe house? Well, (laughs) my my contact. I have a friend, but who I trust. It's not a room, though, is it, Cass? He has his own place. (laughs) Wow! Wow! Mr. Moneybucks over here. So. He's actually quite um, destitute, actually. FYI, the good story, actually, you could take it off and leave it somewhere. Um, okay. I'm going to say that that is its own pocket dimension and that you wouldn't be able to tell what's inside it uh, okay. because it doesn't specifically say in the item, yeah. but it does say should something like dispel magic or something that cancels an effect, it comes out. It comes yeah, out. okay. Mm. So, oh, yeah. there's so many ifs and buts. I mean, it depends how untrusting we're going to be because we could land and we could go and see your friend and mm-hmm. ask for help. But then, you know, we're going to have to announce our arrival before we arrive. So mm-hmm. are yes, there going to exactly. be people there waiting for us? I mean, mm-hmm. if it's... But that's why we put it, it in as, as a temporary solution, I, it is worth noting that where I live, my kind are the only kind who can actually access the building which would limit the amount of exposure, just as a temporary if we want to just chuck it somewhere while we deal with the immediate. And Linda's not going to touch my stuff because we've got an agreement about that. Hmm. I am also going to say, we're going to land. They are going to... I do think whoever has sent Cassie on this... They are going to watch us when we land. This they are I going mean. to know. And if they see Cassie Cato's glove on someone else's hand, this is they're going to go... Opinion. Does the orb glow when it's in my cheeks? Because technically it fits. <laughs> it does give off a ten-foot um, That's radius That's really of annoying. <laughs> I mean, We're going down you're quite flushy though and quite firm, yeah, so I think I'm it's like... And yeah, you are right, we are going down a I'm rabbit hole. I'm just glowing. But 
I would say there is a, there is somewhat yeah, of an emphasis. I'm putting a torch in your mouth, I think. And it is <laughs> like a bulk. It is like yeah. See, there is huge risk mm-hmm. with bringing it, and I actually kind of wanted to leave it on the planet for this exact reason because we knew where it was. Mm. Um, but now we have to actively deceive people. But I mean, well, if Kato sent a message back saying that she arrived on Avril, that means that other people now know where it is. Mm. But at least we know where it is at all times <coughs> with one of us. We're yeah. not going to be searched when, we, like, as no, soon as we enter Absalom. We, you know, yeah, we're not. Fugitives. No, clothes. if we're not long sleeves, Cass, you can cover your glove with a little bit. That could probably work something. You did watch the same program as me, right? Where they literally got put in the prison cell when they landed because <laughs> they knew too much. Have you done something wrong? No. 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 I just think. I feel like just just somebody wants to We are from. going yeah. to be watched as soon as we land. Of course we are, but Somebody's, no one's going to be like, hey, you, we need to pat you down. Well, you know, we can thing. get off the ship. I think we, we need a short term solution, and then when we have yeah. more information, we can make a long term exactly. plan. Okay. My, my pitch is we put it in the glove. Mm-hmm. If you guys are happy, I'm happy to give it to my friend. Just for short keeping. But I, when are you going to have the opportunity to give it to your friend? Because I feel like if we land. We are, whatever we do mm. between then and going back to Dynatech is not going to be private. I think keep it on yourself for a while, Kaz, if I'm honest. Okay. I think just okay. play it chill, play it cool. Mm-hmm. And, um, and this is the thing, we don't know quite, I, I've never done a debrief before, I'm not quite sure what it entails. No. So we've just got to, once we land, I think this thing, keep it hidden, keep it secret, keep it safe, and then we'll, we'll go from there. There, there's no point us mm. going round and round in circles. Oh god, that sounds so fun. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> there's no point going round and round like this until we've got a better idea of what it is we're working with because we're yep. just gonna get ourselves in a bit of a pickle and get ourselves all worked up. Yep. And you know, we've I'm gonna kind of reach out and just grab whoever's closest. <laughs> we've done an amazing thing here together. Fuck for egg, but all of us. <laughs> I've done an amazing thing. <laughs> we have really come together on this, and I'm, I'm very proud of each and every one of you. And I, I, I hope that that you're proud of yourselves too. You really asked you to do this captain role, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Dorothy just looks confused. <laughs> um, you better get that, used to this, Dee. I. Sorry, this no, was, no, it was only if you were about to wrap up to Absalom or something. Well, that's the point, is that we can dilly-dally around all day, but, yeah. you know, if it seems to be yeah. that's the end decision. So, are you putting it in the glove? Yes. yes. Somebody has to wear we'll put it in the glove and they then Kaz is going it, to be um, taking that's why I had a look at. I was like, oh, um, okay. But, so, you have it now, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you, there's a small sense of emotion that comes from it, which is just curiosity. Um, I'm going to go and stay with my friend Kaz for a while. He's rather wonderful, and I think you two will get on like a house on fire. Yeah, uh, there's only that sense of curiosity. You don't sense anything else, and it's like minor. Um, you can hand it over to Kaz. I will do. And then you can um, store it within the glove of storing. To which end, you need to take that sniper rifle out yep. of it somewhere. Yep. Um, because... Sniper? Yeah, you I can't sniper. use long arms. No, it's wow. not a long arm. So it takes long arm rounds, but a sniper rifle is a separate class of things. So operatives get melee weapons, 
Sure. Uh, no, not advanced. I thought I couldn't use any sniper weapons because they weren't fucking <laughs> small arms, and I just don't know what weaponry is. No, uh, it's what we went over last week as well. So you get uh, sniper weapons as well. They take long arm rounds, but they are their own classification of weapon, and you can use them as a operative. You can use them. Then yes, I shall. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you didn't take them before because it was so expensive. Mm -hmm. The reason that you didn't take them before at level one because they were so expensive because yeah. they were like seven hundred credits. I think just on our four days, just because I really want it noted that I've done this, I'm going through the footage that I've had from um, oh, our journey, deleting all and stuff. I would like to cut out anything orb related, anything fingernail related, and anything Vorag related. <laughs> You are unable to edit the files within the camera. Oh no! Why? Oh. In the cheeks. <laughs> I'm going to keep it there. I'm going to turn it off and just keep it in my cheeks. Where's that come from? Did you have it the whole time? What, the, the camera. camera? Yeah. yeah. Oh, the entire time. <laughs> we didn't just find <laughs> it in your face at some point. Yeah. You were like, you were boring. We're like, ugh. I know. I know. I was just wondering if we picked it up from somewhere or if we just. No, I, I, I got it specifically. Dinah, take a shoot. Yeah. You, you, you try and you try. Mm. There is no edit feature. You cannot delete footage. Bloody entertainments. A bit store. of um, space curling with the evidence. We need to listen. We need to give something back. If I can get this to my desk and edit it at my desk, I could. I've got stuff I can work with. You don't think they'll ask for it? Do you want me to have a look at it? Turn. Oh yes. <laughs> there is a there is a tech workshop on board. I can try. And yeah, there is a tech workshop on that. board. Um, Jury rigged edit button. Want to get a computer's check or engineering? Uh, so uh, yes, it will be a computer's check because this technically is a computer, and I need to certainty. What's that mean? Yeah, just uh, type in the box. It's, a, it's like a Sahobad. Yeah, yeah. We've got our, like, our pitch for ready, steady salad as well. Uh, yeah, we really check. do. Uh, yeah. Okay. Wait, wait, uh, I'm trying to remember my line manager, what her name is. She really need to. Not great, but it's sort of 15. Sorry, my sponsor. Um, you begin trying to get into it and. Can we get a bonus for the tech workshop on board? <laughs> uh, if, if, that, if the tech workshop says that you have a bonus. Uh, doesn't specifically say. Say. Have a quick look in Starships just to make sure. Let's have a Horizon view. Hmm. Huh? Do I click that one to reload? Uh, yeah. I'm gonna assume that I've got time to reload all my weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, no, why is it staying at 18? Because then you don't have any more batteries left. I haven't used any. You probably only have one battery. No, I bought lots of batteries. <laughs> uh, we will check that in a little bit then. I uh, would have maybe done 10 shots in this entire campaign. So, uh, <laughs> Systems. I have four left. It's just not working. Uh, tech Workshop contains all the space and tools necessary to craft technological items. Though the crafter must still provide the necessary raw materials, such as workshop, uh, okay. reduces the crafting time by half. So, so it's, it's not, not crafting an item. Uh, uh, okay, so it was a failure, was it? Uh, yes, and okay. something that you notice is that it is firewall protected. Well, it's alright, I, I can deal with it when we okay. get back. It's well, fine. Yeah, it's fine. I thought I might be able to do something with it, but it's... Well, thank fine. you, I, I appreciate, appreciate yeah, the no effort, problem. Kaz. Okay. 
Providing they don't the one last thing I don't want it upon arrival. It's, yeah. it's it's fine. It's all good. Listen, I've got I, I can hold them off on a deadline, so I can I can you know make sure that I'm, <laughs> I'm just cutting out all the image of people eating and things and Trimming except you know the the cooking program because that's going to go straight down to entertainment. But um no, it's fine and uh, yes, could be hunky dory. Caleb, okay, you have one last thing. One last thing. It's just a small thing. Uh, just while this four days, um, I think Calix will keep a lot to himself because he's like digesting the whole like, this is not what I wanted and signed up for. Um, and he's just going to be like creating this long tapestry. It would be relatively hard, I suppose, to understand because uh, it's all in binary trees with loads of knots and differences, but it's like a type of language um, that he's writing in. Uh, and there are pictures in it, but it's mostly just these binary tree knots. Cool. And it's just a record of what's happened. Sweet. Nice. Um, Including orb-related things? Well, considering that it's a really hard language to read, then yeah, it will actually contain probably <laughs> mentions of the orb. <laughs> well, your four days of travel come to fruition, and you reach a beacon within the drift that you know to be the exit point of the drift to the Galerion system. You can see the light of the Starstone reactor as well that breaches through the drift and creates like a lighter glow in the area around you. You activate the drift engine and that beam of light spreads out over the ship and then comes back in on itself. And as it does, the scene outside of that bridge window again changes and you see, as you exit the drift into the near reaches of Absalom Station, can I get perception checks, please? Yeah, what? TJ. Hello. Hmm. Specifically, I want to know which yours is. Uh, 18. Oh. 19. 19. Okay, uh, I'm trying to... Uh, 11. 11. Skelkin. Eight, uh, 24. Ooh, I had my eyes 24. So, for all of you there, the scene in front of the bridge is one of a busy, in front of the bridge, sorry, out of the window, is one of a busy system. Ships come and go, satellites, billboards, and the signs of life and busyness that can be seen everywhere. That's been missing from your lives the past two and a bit weeks. TJ, yeah. the camera you have, oh, blinks to life. No. Shit. And a little light in the corner flickers between red, blue, and green erratically. Damn it. And at the same time, a comm is pinged to the ship. And you know you, you, know you are being contacted. What would you all like to do? Um, who's, who's, who's pinging us? Who's, who's uh, sliding in our DMs? It's, it's got a Dynatech log to it. Oh. I gather around and I'm just like, oh, is it is it Miss... Um, I've actually forgotten my sponsor's name. <laughs> What's her name? The Vesk. Um, that would be Kimpire. That's it. Okay. Right, do, do you think it's her? Do you think she, she, she's, she's, she might be wanting footage? Uh, I think they've already got it. <laughs> hello, hello. This is uh, TJ Greekerson, uh, captain of the Zephyr Horizon. Not the ship we were intending to go back on, but hey ho, shit happened. Your screens flash up with an image of a Shirin female, red insect-like plates and fiery orange compound eyes, and two long antennae that twitch at the top of their head. Good. It seems you have found the ship, and I presume you must have also found the crew. But I believe that it is yourselves that answer this call, that the crew of the Zephyr have not survived? 
Oh, uh, not not the crew. No, no, but we've got Daris Day. And what about Cato? Did you manage to find her and did you find the data we require? Oh, I think that is a conversation for a face-to-face in maybe a very private room. I've got the mapping data. Calix did a wonderful job. Got the data. So much data. Very well. And then the screen splits into two. And the screen in front, once it splits, a female vest joins the conversation. Purple scaled with yellow tip frills. <laughs> this is Kampaya Zaki. Hi, miss. How are you doing? Zano speaks of, ah, Kampaya, I was about to buzz you. Kampaya responds, yes, the infosphere picked up the transfer from the recording device taken by T4862, and we are putting out an immediate broadcast with Valerian momentarily. Good footage by the looks of things, T4862. Oh god, I've got so much karaoke on that one. <laughs> Great work out there. Glad you're back in one piece. Didn't doubt you for a second. There will probably be some sort of decent exposure for the company off this mission. And I expect the Starfinders in the crew will also gain some notoriety too, with the right spin on things. Um, uh, there is a lot of editing needed to that footage. Before um, you get to continue, <laughs> they just cut you off. That's for you, Zano. Hopefully T4862 provided enough information to go on. But I shall let the marketing team go ahead with the product release. We can tie it in with the news of this mission's success. The screen blinks back to Zano as Kimpaya takes herself off the call. Bye, miss. Well, let's not hesitate to capitalise on this. Return to Absalom Station, bring the Zephyr Horizon back into Docking Bay 4, which you would know is not the Docking Bay you left from. Mm -hmm. We will have a small contingency of Dynatech officials for you to debrief and then head back to me at Dynatech HQ when you are ready. We may have some more work for you to do if you are interested, but for now, keep an eye on the infosphere for news updates. And the screen disappears and you are left with a busy but silent image in the space of Galerion Pact Worlds ahead of you. You can now tune into the infosphere, and anybody who's watching would be able to see there are like news reports starting to come up, and you can see TV shows coming in, um, and yeah, uh, Steve the AI chimes up. It appears you have already gained notoriety in moments. There appears to be uh, news reports mentioning the ship, and yourselves coming broadcasting live now oh we're live now not you personally Ooh. right now but there is information going out okay. are they can we find what they're showing yeah you can tune into the infosphere if you so wish to um, yeah this is going to make things a little weird to explain yeah um Sorry. Were that you running the camera whilst we were trying to explain how we would lie? No, no, I wasn't. She's it had it was off for off. a little I while. had it off for a little while. But there is definitely orb stuff on there. There's definitely orb stuff on is there. Is um, there us finding orb stuff? Well, um, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is. <laughs> yeah, I think my whole... Darius Day is like, just like... <laughs> now this hit oh. the full eyes wide, like looking at you all like the the whole like the whole <laughs> granddad thing is on there. Oh god. Um there's also a lot of footage of you guys brushing your teeth and um, uh, what? Kim she did she did she did say that she was she was wanting um possibly this to be like an advertising to edit it. I thought that was the point that I was going to get to actually put my stamp on it. So what you start seeing turn up are uh, breaking news. Uh, Starfinders and Dynatech find missing crew. Breaking news. Um, Dynatech saves 
Galerion and stuff like just these like really like ob really like obnoxious like news headlines of like grandeur. Dynatech saves. Dynatech and Starfinder saves the saves Galerion, uh, the pack system and stuff like that. It's just like really like eye catching stuff. They paid to get first place mm. on the naming. Wait, we, we said, they did, did sponsor we the mission. Well, mm. after a few more minutes, video reports start coming out, and one of them is a news report. And uh, you can flash it all up on the big screen. Mm -hmm. It's like, dun, 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 dun. and then um, <laughs> a small plant-like being with a circular bulbous head that has a plat of stem sprouting from the top sits behind a desk wearing a black smart suit and looks directly into the screen. Good afternoon, Absalom Station. I'm Rick Redvalarian, and I'm here with breaking news. A uh, breaking news story. A group of Dynatech Industries delegates and Starfinder explorers have just returned from a very dangerous mission in which a previous crew had gone missing. A video appears on the screen showing the entry and combat onto the Opal Gem and finding the Drift Dead. They found missing Starfinder Wens Marini, who went missing over 70 years ago. We go now to AV40 with an interview with the family of the deceased. The camera switches to a middle-aged with a shunter male sat at a table, mouthful of food, mid-bite, with what looks like a family, human wife, two kids, as they look surprised to have a camera in their face. And a robotic voice can be heard. You must be revealed to finally know the truth of your uncle. Tell us, what is better than good news and a meal with your beautiful family? And a microphone is shoved into the guy's face. <coughs> the man looks surprised and his eyes widen and stumble to find his words. Speechless, I know. Well, we must have sent a crew. Well, we have sent a crew to retrieve his corpse so you can finally have closure on the matter with your beloved uncle. The camera switches back to the Raxolite, this plant-like being behind a desk. Next, they fought off a brutal and devastating attack by the corpse fleet. Oh! And we see a small segment from the Dynatech shuttle cockpit of the crew, you, in action, that as laser blasts out from the turret above, and the scene quickly turns into a large fleet vessel made of bones exploding in space. I don't remember it being quite fast. No, no, no. Is that marketing too? That, no, that'll be ends. Well be marketing, that's got, yeah, that's got a stand. What are the corpse fleet up to now? And is anywhere safe from them? Well, not with this crew around. We have an interview oh. with Eoxen Ambassador Gabalaska Noor on tonight's show with Kaylee Beliski to talk about how much danger we could all be in if the corpse fleet attacks again. More horrors await this brave crew as the swarm entities attack them. The camera flicks to a red sandy forward operating base where the camera pans up as a grotesque drooling creature like a bug, but more so than you remember, jumps down towards an image of Calyx. But you all know it wasn't Calyx it attacked first, it was Borag. The camera cuts several times and shows the party Aww. shooting this creature down. The camera then pans to the Zephyr horizon and we hear Rick Red talking again. And the crew of the Zephyr Horizon was found, but most had unfortunately perished in the crash landing. Luckily, some of the crew had survived long enough for our new heroes to find them. And an image of Cassie Cato slumped against the rock, dropping her pistol is shown. Images of more fights against the Korobox are shown, and the temple entrance with the lighting made to be more dramatic and mysterious. Seems like the battles here did leave some remnant swarms. Uh, and the Vescarium has been contacted to explain the situation as the planet, which we cannot name for security reasons, is in Vesk space and would fall under their remit to destroy what swarm remains. Luckily, Dynatech Explorer Kalix and an image of an axolotl head, Silk Moth, smiling, appears on the screen. 
was around to save the last remaining Starfinder crew of the Horizon. An eclipse of Calix casting a solar flare flashes up before the image of Derisday is seen walking towards the Zephyr Horizon with the remainder of the crew. I don't remember that happening. No. Butchered my footage! Who are these heroes? Well, they are none other than some of the ones who defended Absalom Station from a terrorist attack that has been on everyone's mind since the outburst in the eye recently. And as he says this, images of Kaz with his sword swinging, the Skelkin gun out exiting from the briefing room, as then a shot of Calix teleporting away as a combat gets close from all the security cameras that were in that room. You don't come by a true hero every day, but Calix and his team of friends really have gone above and beyond recently to bring about peace and security to Absalom Station. No! The galaxy! But who recorded all this footage? Well, we have a Dynatech exclusive live for you right now! And the screen swipes away. And the scene we see begins with a banner on the bottom of the screen. Dynatech Industries. Future perfect. And then it says, Hastoki, all the assistance you could ever need. The image of an exceptionally okay. clean and sterile medical lab where smiling, excited scientists bustle about carrying vials or boxes, containers of various medical equipment. The scene spins and we stand in the lab, but with two, only two people. An Oshuru, a snail-like humanoid with a large shell, two long stalks with big bright eyes, lined with fake lashes, and a human male, maybe about six foot just shy of that, extraordinarily slim but broad-shouldered, and they hold themselves with a sense of strength yet grace. They are young, they have jet black medium length fringe that is very voluminous, and they have this beautifully sculpted face and fantastic cheekbones with a jawline. They wear these black circular glasses that completely cover and obs obscure their eyes. And a really casual, like, turtleneck style shirt that then points really quite oh. extravagantly off. And this is all skin tight, which is then underneath um, a grey blazer and then some grey suit trousers. Then they also have these, like, fashion buckles up the outside of them. But their skin is almost pure white with how pale they are. And they have these small, almost black lips that smile, a faint smile. The snailian holds a thin mic. And begins to talk. Hi, fashionistas of the pack world, it's me, Joji Corral, and I'm here with head of Infosphere and marketing, Elijah Rose Loren, who is going to tell us all about the new Hastoki workforce available for purchase now. Wait, what? Mr. Ro Mr. Rose Loren, where do we begin? What is the Hastoki workforce, and what is all the buzz about? The pale man calmly smiles and begins talking directly to this Ashura, this snail like being. The Hastoki workforce is exactly what it is. A cheap yet highly efficient bioengineered tool for any business with large personnel needs. Instead of filling your office with the people who are bored senseless by bureaucratic paperwork and menial relentless tasks, the Hastoki have been engineered to revel in it. Worried about rising costs of living and paying wages to new employees, then the Hastoki are the answer. For a bioengineered tool with a very small sense of self-awareness, they respond favorably to the smallest of rewards. They are not subject to the same cost issues with regular workforce and are designed to be approachable and easy on the eyes. <laughs> many could use, many could be used to fill dead office space or make fantastic PAs and receptionists following their programming of which we will be designed around your business needs. Essentially, 
They are low sentient AI with hands that you can apply to all manner of work. Oh my gosh, these sound so youthful, and look how cute they are! And with that, the camera pans out, and a three-foot-tall, calm-looking Hostoki with white fur, sporting a grey eye patch, stands staring into the camera, all cute and plush-like. <laughs> and who are you, buddy? I'm TX9995989! Well, I like that now. Can I have a buddy? <laughs> and are you happy to be part of the workforce? Oh god, of course I am! I'm so excited to get the work! <laughs> the camera pulls back to Joji and Elijah. Hello, Mr. Ruffler, and thank you so much for that amazing exclusive! Back to you, Rick Rick! And the camera switches back to the Raxolite news anchor. The heroes will be putting into pulling into Ducking Bay for soon, and there is only limited space to get yourselves up there and welcome them back! And the screen changes to black, and a simple broadcast of a Lashunta Electro synth band, and you are left to navigate your way back to Absalom Station. This is bad. We're going to get some break. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was a lot. Oh, that's uh, a lot. <laughs> this is uh, a lot. To unpack before we land. We're going to get some break. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be back in about yeah. 10 minutes, guys. Yeah. Put some seatbelts on those ears because you're about to go for a ride. <laughs> See you in a minute. If you haven't already, please go and check out Warrior Prince 3D using the link warriorprince3d.etsy.com for all your 3D printing needs and use the code TOTHESTARS for a 10% discount. That's TOTHESTARS for a 10% discount at warriorprince3d.etsy.com. So please sit back with a warm cup of tea and join us on our journey to the stars. Enjoy. minutes. I wasn't paying attention to the clock. We're back for part two. There's some Starfighter or just some TV revelations as the crew have made their way back in. How are you guys feeling? Uh, Kaz, we've got TJ. We've yeah. also got Steph and Jack. Yeah. <laughs> how, how, like, how is uh, TJ and Kaz feeling? And then we'll talk about how you two are feeling. God. Um, I think as a part of Kaz knew that this was going to fucking happen. Um, just something to do with the camera footage that TJ was taking, it was going to come back on us somehow, and, and it's worse than he thought. <laughs> um, <laughs> so how's Jack feeling about this? Yeah, I, I mean, it's fun. I like it. I mean, it's, it's just a big challenge now that we've got to get across and somehow manage it. And, yeah, yeah I, I guess we'll just see where that leads to. And what about yeah. TJ? How does TJ feel with that particular um, He's furious that his artistic vision has been twisted in such ways. Uh, also, very concerned about some of the information that he just heard in that news report, mm. um, and deeply offended. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, many, many, many emotions. If, if he was holding the orb right now, it'd be having a field day. <laughs> I just for podcast listeners, I had Jack and uh, Steph at the table, so I figured I'd ask them. But since. Uh, Walking back in from uh, <laughs> um, is is Townsend who plays Calix. Um, I mean, how would Calix feel about that? I mean, I'm going to guess that Skelkin would not feel that great about that because their whole thing has been trying to keep this secret. Even that whole conversation that like, and now this like news reports come out and it's like, I fucking told you. <laughs> so I think I, I think I've nailed that to Skelkin as Emily's just walked back in. Would you say that's about right? 
I don't think I would have said fucking. <laughs> oh, yeah. How's Caleb feeling about it, though? Uh, I mean, you were poster child of Dynatech. Yeah, yeah mm. was poster child of Dynatech. Kind of forgot that that was a thing. I mean, he, he knows that he's been sponsored to be there and everything, but he's kind of been so happy, like, in the backwater just doing his work, that now he's, like, in the front, he's like, oh, God, yeah, I forgot this was a thing. Before that was part of the, the whole contract. And, like... Yeah, also just worried about TJ and well, everything. With that revelation, and as we move head. back in to part two, let's reset the scene. You've only, in the past 15 minutes, re-entered from the drift back into the Galerion system. You can see Absalom Station, you can see the busy comings and goings of shipping lanes and of just general vessels. Uh, the busy system that is the Galerion system. But then this message came in, and you spoke to Zano and Kimpaya, who completely controlled the situation and the, the conversation, basically told you to come back for a debrief, and then told you, only by a proxy of talking to each other between Kimpaya and Zano, that footage was going out and they were ready, and that, you know, in your own time, make it back to Dynatech. And then you were able to tune into the infosphere and the TV shows that are being broadcast, and one of them being this news report of this heavily edited footage of the crew and of your mission, but it's all been warped and twisted into making you guys look like heroes, both Dynatech and the Starfinders, and into this mission being one of fighting the corpse fleet, of uh, finding these remnants of Swarm, this ancient enemy that's come in and just trying to wipe out any known life, and you guys fought back at them. And it's obfuscated everything else, even implying that Kato was a dying crew member that you found, and the only survivor was Darius there, and you guys are bringing them back. You know. I'm going to hand over to you guys now as you kind of... I imagine there's like a minute of stunned silence where, you, like, there is a space, yeah. his jaw is on the fucking floor. He is like... Uh... At least they didn't show the orb. Someone's going to mm. have seen it, though. So yeah, Dinotech will have seen it. I'm sure Starfinders will have to. Right, we're going to have to fuck off that plan and just hand it to him. Well, hey. we, we can't have the orb. Too. Their mission wasn't the orb. My, even when I went out, their mission wasn't the orb. Their mission was mapping, and you've got that, right? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've got. Mm -hmm. I so, don't believe they'd let us keep it. But that was my mission to, to, to try and find that. So yeah. I don't think they've got a leg to stand on there. You're so how a find? Yeah. You'd be surprised. Uh, that's a fair point, I suppose. The way they just controlled that conversation, I don't think we're going to have a choice. I think we should expect resistance. Because if they do want the orb, whether they've asked for it or not, they're going to try and get it. So okay. I guess we just just need to keep on ourselves on our toes. And just well, why would they want it? Kato didn't work for them. She just ended up working there because she said she had a shown a vision or something. Dynatech has quite a big research division, and and they're always interested in new ideas and new technologies even or ancient ones as well so they, they may literally take it for simple curiosity reasons let alone that but they'll find out soon enough what it is ask for it but i'm not just going to hand over something mm -hmm. that that the, the crew died for that kato was willing to kill for and that you guys put yourselves in danger for mm -hmm. no i guess we just have to take it as it comes but also starfinders like we were saying they've eradicated every record of these things. 
but it doesn't necessarily mean the Starfinder society. That could just be one person. It could be the society. Mm. And which one person do you think had the power to do all of that? We don't know until we dig. Yeah. And you guys stand there in this bridge of your new ship. Steve comes over the comm. Are we heading towards Absalom Station? Well, you've yeah. not got a choice, yeah. so... Docking Bay 4. Docking Bay 4. <laughs> Fucking turn around and go. Are you okay? I... Mm. Mm. Nope. <laughs> no. So nope. You're not a Yosoki. No, no, I, I'm a... I'm a Hastoki. Not a Yosoki. You knew, though, all the fact, though. Oh, no, I, I knew... I knew the basis of it. I knew where I came from. I didn't realise that I was... Property, mm. apparently. Well, you're not to us. No, you, you're sentient, bro. How can you be property? And Steve is like, I am sentient. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. So I did hear correctly that they said AI, though. Yeah. They essentially said that they are an AI implanted into a bioorganism. It's a bioengineering job. So they are a low-level AI with a, a slight but sense of uh, self-awareness that uh, respond well to menial rewards. Is the <laughs> It <laughs> <laughs> was the line that um, this uh, Mr. Rosaluren, uh, this young, gaunt-looking male. Did you You're... know who that was? Did I know who? You, you know of yeah. them because they are the head of entertainment and marketing. Yeah. But you've never met them. That you've was the head of entertainment and marketing. Didn't I meet them? They gave me the camera, didn't they? Uh, that was. Oh, sorry, no. That would have been the head of marketing because uh, uh, the head of entertainment was Kimpai. Because we went. Yeah. No, because we went down together, didn't we? To mar to entertainment. Yeah, which is Kimpai yeah. Zaki. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but marketing, sorry, is. Uh, yeah. Sphere and marketing is is Rosalind. Yeah. yeah. You and know you're the, more than the what they girl say. The pale. I I know I am. <laughs> I bloody well know I am. And it's. <laughs> hmm. Yes. Hmm. Thoughts, feelings, emotions. D deal with that we, later. <laughs> we wouldn't have you any other way, you know. You're perfect as you are, and you're you're not some basic AI. It's very sweet of you to say, Kate. It's very sweet. But also, on that note, it's making me worried for Vorag's safety. Fuck Vorag. Did he say where he was going? Yes. On on camera. They they've erased everything of Vorag on that by the They erased of it. it for the the news. The, the news, but they've got the, the raw tape. Yeah, I mean yeah, we don't know who, who now has the tapes and who's Is seen Vorag? it. <laughs> Bloody right who's Vorag. <laughs> uh, another member of the crew that were us our crew that was sent to find you. He um, uh, he left us to go um find some answers for himself. Uh, that's actually why we have no ship. <laughs> I believe he went to Vascarian. Oh, um... Okay. Do <coughs> you, you remember that forward base on the other the planet we just came from? Yes, the half-destroyed one that was buried. And there was information there that he found out about his own ancestry. Actually, the, the you went in there. Bone, eh? you, yeah. you met him. Sca Scaramouche. Mm. Yeah, Scaramouche yeah. Jones. Yeah, yeah, you're that was his yeah. granddad. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Messy. That was some heavy shit. He didn't take it so well. Yeah. I mean, Beskar, not to generalise, but they are proud people. And also quick to, to anger. Um, mm -hmm. He may turn up again. Maybe. Uh, I, uh, if you think so, I, is it a problem? 
I just hope he's far the fuck away from here. It's more a problem for him, not for us. Yeah. I guess he, apart from, I mean, mm. and it's just like, you can see it's like the cock's turning and he's just like, I mean, did he know that Scarrock was there? Did he, is that why he was going? Oh, no, 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 he thought he was dead. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah. hence the anger, a big, big What he dishonor. knew about stuff about his family and whatever, it was wrong. Turned out to be alive. Oh. He, he believed his, his grandfather was already dead. So seeing yeah. him alive with an orb is well, still dead, but yes, he was dead, but recently more recently, more recently say, yes, dead. Dies than... with me and Adric. Um, but it was a dishonourable death. Shit. Um, mm-hmm. I guess we have to just get back, do Deal this with... debrief, mm. and then yep. work out what the hell we're doing from there. Yeah, this is. I think um I think so. Probably think so. important that um nobody lie. Well, okay. we won't mention the orb unless specifically yeah. oh, no, no, yes. we don't need but to don't lie. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, think it would no, put us all in that. danger if we lie. Yeah. Yep. I, I'm inclined to agree. Because um, they've got all of the footage. They yeah. know. They'll yeah. Know. If they're asking, it's because they know the answer. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um and with that Steve's like approaching docking bay four and you can take over as a pilot and you can begin to come in through like these um shields that keep the atmosphere in and like you just pass through it like it's not even there <laughs> the bay is Dusty very off. empty of ships and it's the private media docking bay of dynatech there is a platform for the ship to land on with a definitive code being sent to the horizon telling you where to land but where the ramp off would be leads onto another platform with a podium and this is all lit up behind the podium a feline-like woman, or Patra, claps and smiles widely as a head follows the ship. They stand in front of quite a large crowd of people, maybe 100, 150 different people, all cheering as the ship lands. And the crew, you guys, can begin to debark. Just before we get off, can I go through, you know the stuff that I collected from the other... Yep. The previous crew, did they have any like bits of clothing? Yeah, there would have been like uh, generic um, like travel wear and things like uh, you know cargo trousers and tops and stuff. But socks? Uh, I mean, yeah, they would have. I would like to wear a pair of coloured socks, and I'm going to undo my tie a little uh, bit. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> okay, um, the coloured socks. Who would have those? So uh, it would actually more than likely be the captain um, because of stuff you don't know. Uh, they'd probably be like right a up pair to of either bright red or yellow socks. One of each. Yes, <laughs> yes. One of each. Yeah? Yeah. Roll them at the bottom of them trousers, do it bell bottoms. Absolutely. Cool. Anything else before you come I will, I want to use a minor form gear array thing uh, to create an enviro mask. So I'd try and cover my face. Okay. Yeah, I will just be putting my scarf over my face. Yeah. I'm just going to make sure I look clean and presentable. Okay. And my loop earplugs. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, because the crowd is like, you start stepping off. <laughs> and they just cheer like, Whoa! And they are like cheering and chatting. And like this smoky grey short bird with like black spots and like a messy ginger streak of fur just around her left ear. That they, use, they have like these accessories that mostly covers it begins to talk into one of the microphones on this podium, but looking between you and then the drone-like cameras that are now buzzing around. 
Hey, this is SL Running, and we're here live for the return of the heroes who saved Absalom Station during the terrorist attack weeks ago, and now the saviors of the remaining crew and the Zephyr Horizon. We are going to ask those all-important questions and bring you, and she points to the crowd and mostly to the camera, the post-mission questions right now. The camera drones hover around, taking photos and getting close-ups and getting like, right in there to you guys. And you can like bat them away and stuff. And they're projecting them onto screens all around this docking bay. And it's clearly a staged docking bay where like when they get hero missions coming back, this is where it's like all done and dusted. As you guys, I mean, would you be like cautiously walking forward? Would it be like... Let's get this over with. I mean, how would you be reacting to this, like being forced into doing a public event like this? Well, yeah, it would be horrendous. I'd probably be marching aggressively uh, towards the exit. Yeah. Um, hard to get to with that crowd around. You have this podium and this like stage where you would have to like try and get off it and try and get through the crowd. Um, but you can certainly try. What about everybody else? Like media training kicking in. Yeah. <laughs> I think having known that, like, need to be presentable, that's part of the, what this is. Gonna sort of get a vague, confident face on, walk out, hold hands up, and I'm gonna cast Illusionary Star Fields. Um, and the star pattern will be the edge of going between. Um, uh, what well, the drift and out that sort of those purple and red dark clouds and the stars and the sort of um, change in uh, the warps and stuff and I'll just have that as a cast around the crowd just as a sort of slight distraction to be like yeah look look how cool outer space is <laughs> how amazing it is this is what we were in space, um, space! yeah and the fucking crowd goes wild for it. they eat it up and like some of the drones like start to look up to it and um as you go to like make your way off the stage or anything uh this like feline hand grabs your shoulder and it's like how does it feel to be back oh no that's the wrong voice oh how does it feel to be back and to be celebrated as a hero as you are and like a microphone is just shoved in your face uh really uncomfortably um do you answer or anything no i mean i say we have a debriefing to get to Ha! Oh, straight to the jar! Wrong voice. Um, or oh, what's what's the next step on your journey, Calix? And the hand leaves your shoulder and like goes and like pours you in and like puts oh. an arm around you. What's the next step on your journey, Calix? As the poster boy of Dynatech, we uh, uh, are we to see you in the field more often? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, no. Um, Dynatech, uh, we want to expand the outer knowledge and uh, greatness of. You know, every everyone's benefits. So we'll we'll be going out lots more times and seeing so many other cool things like we see here, out out there for you. And she spins around as you say that, like taking the shoulder off, and then it just ends up around your shoulder, Cass. <laughs> and what is your reaction to being the first on the scene to a potential new corpse fleet attack? Well, it is what it is. Oh, your families must be so proud of your antics over the past few weeks. How are they all feeling? And puts it back in your face. Just elated. <laughs> and a Hestoki! What's it like being on the first cruise to implement a member of the Hestoki workforce into, a, uh, into uh, the fold of a mission like this? Hands it to Calyx. 
Oh, I, I, I'm going to sort of like hold TJ's like looping <laughs> TJ. TJ's uh, amazing, absolutely just one of the best and kindest and most amazing resourceful people I know and, and a really great member of the team. And this like feline, really slender but beautiful looking cat lady Captain. leans down to you is like, and how are you little guy? Did you have fun out there? Well, that's all we have time for today. Let's and get some much needed ore and ore before their next mission and with that SL begins to walk in front of you leading you as security it's officials fine. Fine. in Dynatech military guards and black SWAT like outfits begin to part the crowd and make a path to the hangar entrance lined with people snapping pictures with data pads and hover drones amongst the crowd of cheering station habitants some regular looking civilians stand out to you all some human, an android, a Kasatha, a few skinny Yosoki in formal wear with name tags hold a banner saying thank you from Dynatech Floor 1 and a small collection of weeping skittermanders surrounded by an old <laughs> skittermander holding little ornate dolphins in their six arms <laughs> and, a and a placard that reads live, laugh, thank you as the crowd cheers and claps as you make your way past them. Can I make a perception check? I want to see if anyone is not like part of the joyous crowd and is maybe trying to watch us to see where we go. Yep, make a second check. Uh, that is a 11. Uh, it's, there's so much going on that it's hard to tell. Right. Once outside the hangar, these doors close and around the corner, the commotion calms and SL continues to talk. Huh, great work, the crowd were lapping it up. You guys really could be the next hot thing. The footage your Hastoki got was incredible and very useful to the broadcast crew. Kimpoyo was very thrilled when she got her claws on it. Anyway, I'm sure the company will be in touch about the next exposure or anything else they need from you. She clicks her finger and a gnome with a pointed black hat and a bushy brown beard rushes towards them from the following entourage that you didn't notice. His shoes clicking at incredible speed to keep up. He doesn't say anything but pulls a small blue stick from a metal case and places it in his hand uh, in his mouth, ignites it with a spark from his finger, pulls a drag on it, and then proceeds to place it between the, uh, the fingers of SL herself. With this, her hand raises to her mouth and she takes a drag of her cigarette. Ah, nothing better than a good show. She turns and smiles at the party, stopping the walk, and is now somewhat in this now somewhat empty corridor. Well, I'm done with you for now, and she smiles. Any questions? No? Good. And I'm sure some PA in the entertainment department will find me if you decide you do have any questions. She takes a cigarette and twists it out on her wrist, where you see burn scars of common practice. Her eyes roll with pleasure as she exhales a large cloud of greyish-green smoke. She takes the stub and flicks it hard to one side and begins walking away, the rest of her entourage following her, leaving you alone as a crew in this corridor back on Absalom Station. Fucking abysmal. Um, does this happen often? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Quite frankly, I think we must we established that I'm 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 not real, apparently. So Bobby, should have got you to talk. Um, it's no, Calix. It would have been cut anyway. There's no point. It's fine. Well, mm. a few silent moments pass, and a bleak from the Starfinders and Calix's com flash up a message. 
Please report back to Dynatech Tower with your findings at your convenience. A debrief will be had and compensation awarded for the execution of this mission. Dynatech thanks you for helping build a future perfect. Rena Constantine, HOD. What about Terrace Day? Doesn't come up. Sh shall we... They didn't even question during that question. interview. No. Shall we just get this over and done with now? And then we at least have time to... Well, whatever we do now is not going to be private, is it? No, but we know maybe where we stand if we if we at least do mm -hmm. now instead of holding them. Yeah. Yeah. We to rip the band-aid off, as they say. But you stand here now outside Dockman <laughs> Court alone. No mm -hmm. crowd, no okay. cheering people. All the media storm has disappeared. And you were left alone. I don't believe there's no cameras. Mm -hmm. Come on, I've got one. <laughs> well, <laughs> did let's. Uh... I just want you to turn that thing on and go. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry, Skelkin. I have plans. I have so <laughs> many plans. Um, should we? Should we just head over now? Let's get, get this done. job finished and see what we do. Yes. You on board? Yeah. Okay. Go over and. Speak to them. So you're going to Dynatech Tower, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Nothing in between, just going straight there. Straight there. Straight Rupert there. didn't require D to be there. I'm sure he can go and do what he wants to do. He's like, uh, I mean, yeah, I could. I mean, I'm not. Mm -hmm. I didn't get a message and. Yeah. I think it's best that you get kept out of this. Okay. Um, do you have somewhere to go? Uh, I can go back to the Starfinder Society. I've got a room there um, within the Law Spire. Mm. Um, I mean, I could go back to your ship, but I know that you're very private about that. What do you want me to do? I mean, do you want me to take the orb with me? Do you want me to... I don't think it should be left with someone who's alone. Okay, I think that's sensible. I don't think anyone's going to attack us while we're in Dynatech, but the question is whether Dynatech is going to take it. Um, okay. They have no right to take it. It's my mission. No, but when uh, people want things, rights don't come into it. <laughs> you got that right. Um, I don't like the idea of you being on your own because I think, you know, if someone wants information, you could be. Is it worth sticking on Zephyr for a bit? I mean, I can do that. We can ask Steve. Mm -hmm. well, we can lock the doors, and I can wait there. Um, with all the crowd still in there, um, they will dissipate. Yeah. They would like push to one side so that you okay. well, create a parting so that you could leave. And in these moments, um, you don't see people leaving the same way you did, but you don't know if they've now left the hangar bay. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we can always check. I don't know how much. I mean, any points like down the corridor where this uh, Patra, this cat woman, has just like walked away. He's like, I think the main event's just left. Mm -hmm. I think okay. um, whatever feels best for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm I'm pretty comfortable at the Law Spire, but if you think it's safer on the horizon, I'll, I'll wait on the horizon. It might be worth being on the horizon just to make sure no so, one Just for now, because we don't know who's involved. But aren't what? they going to want to check out the ship? It's not really... Mm -hmm. If we're going on the basis that they can just claim anything they want to claim, that could well, not be Well, the thing is, it's not diversity, <laughs> it's... You're yeah. the captain. Neither is the owner. Being the captain doesn't make you the no, owner no, of the ship. Yeah. Yeah. With the crew on a whole, you would be now classed as the owners of that ship. Salvage rights. And Steve would have told you that. Yep. Like, you know. okay. I think for now, Zephyr, and then once yep. we've, again, once we've got a better idea of what's yep. happening. 
happening. We'll, yeah, we'll ping you if once we're finished. Yeah, yeah. and you, know, you can exchange com details and stuff like that. And then, um, which you'd already have anyway. Mm. And um, he's like, okay, and like he'll go to open the door to the hangar. You can see the crowd leaving for another door, and they're being like ushed out by like security forces, and then they're following them out as well. Um, okay. Drones are like going in back into like stations, like power units and stuff. That um, hangar bay, though, we do have to be allowed to go through it, don't we? If it's a Dynatech bay. I guess so, but I mean, if that's your ship, I'm, mm. I'm pretty sure they're going to want you to move it at some point for anything else they might how, need. How about you stay on the Zephyr and make sure no one else gets on the ship and go park it somewhere else? I mean, if you, I, I can pilot if you want me to park it somewhere else. I can move it to a different docking bay. Um, I know you'll... Uh, uh, whatever works best for... for the crew, I guess, for, for you guys. Um, I suppose you may as well. We mm. could say that um, we weren't prepared for the media onslaught and we mm -hmm. weren't going to go through it again to leave, if that's, they ask. I think that's very yeah. yeah. Okay, um, I'll ask Steve to... I'll ping you the docking bay that we end up getting permission to go into and then we'll go from there. Yeah. Um, uh, also ping us if anyone tries to get in the ship, if they want to try yeah. and search it or something, just let us know. Will do, I guess I will... Um, <coughs> Me, Dave, and Steve will watch the ship. Okay. Um, and then okay. he's like, just be careful. Mm, and you. Yeah. Already? It was nice to meet you all. Um, I'm sure I'll see you again. You will. Imminently. Um, he smiles, and it's a genuine smile. Mm. Um, and then moves his way into the hangar bay. Nobody pays mind to none of the security forces. They just seem to be bothered about getting like the civvies out of like the actual hangar bay. And then the, eventually like the doors close and they leave as well. And the hangar bay's left. Really empty, and mm -hmm. he, you know, goes onto the ship, and um, you watch the ramp close up, mm -hmm. and you guys are left right. to do what you need to do. We'll go to the tower and get the debrief. Yeah. Okay. So, let's get this shit over with. Don't you mean show on the road? Well, both. Yeah. The shit, the shit show, show on, on the road. road. <laughs> yeah. That's the one. <laughs> Certainly, is quite different to how I was thinking that we were going to come back. Mm. Yes. What did you expect? I don't really know. <coughs> Not this. Hmm. I think it was a bit calmer. A little bit. Mm. Mm. I thought we could just, you know, turn up or walk on, and no one would notice we were there. Okay. <laughs> so. Mm. I just want a certain. Bigger than a lot of fucking money for this. <laughs> I don't think I'm getting paid. Nothing. Oh fuck yeah! Oh, Jesus, that's probably You'll true. You'll get a pat on the back. I don't even think they're gonna let me. You probably get the minimum meeting. wage or something like that. <laughs> I didn't get no, a pin. I didn't get a pin, so I don't think I'm gonna be let in. No, I'm gonna make sure you're allowed in. Felix is the big boss now. Felix is a poster boy. It's a big difference. Yeah, I don't really have any power. But Kimpaya likes me, so, you know, I, I'm sure she'd, she'd do stuff if I asked. I, small stuff, but, you know, she does like my art. She's commissioned me twice already. <laughs> Kalix is very talented. I'm just trying to find a piece of information <laughs> I put somewhere in, in my notes. In the ether. <laughs> We're travelling to, you know, the eye. You are currently <laughs> on the ring. Uh, the ring is, um, so you've got the spike, which is like this long thing where like basically the poorer people live and then it works its way up, but the stars then reactors in there. 
the ring is like your sort of middle class area with like the free markets for some upstart districts, some really kind of like upmarket districts, some a little bit poorer, there's like the best quarter, the Yosoki area, but there's also like essentially like a big city. And then making your way to the eye from the ring is relatively simple. Um, hailing down some kind of transport, 20 minutes to get to Dynatech Tower. Uh, I really would like <laughs> this bit of information. Yes, very much so. Because oh. it's got the amount of pain. Oh. <laughs> In which case, like that too. endless yes. credit. <laughs> you get paid nine million each. All free today. <laughs> We just definitely stock up some uh, serums. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so um, you get to this plaza where Dynatech Tower, this beautiful tower of this crazy architecture where it looks like DNA strands going around the base and like otherworldly architecture that looks like it shouldn't exist. And it's a very calm, serene plaza of stone and then this like clinical white skyscraper reaches out towards this dome that shows the night sky, so night sky, the starry fields of systems far and wide. You enter the lobby and it's clean. All the screens that were cracked a few weeks ago have been replaced. It's immaculate. The little topiary garden of different bushes and flowers to one side it chirps with birds and there are people eating their lunch. Up on the balcony uh, mezzanine there is like people working away at their desks. Uh, there are people coming and going. The first thing you notice though is that a young Lashunta sits behind an immaculate desk in the centre. They are talking to two individuals. One of them, as you get closer, is a... Well, I'll read you this description. Uh, the two people talk to her, uh, uh, like laughing and like chiming along. She seems flirty and they lean casually at the desk uh, with cases by their side. Can you give me a perception check, please? Sure can. 22. 22? 23. 23. Uh, maths. <laughs> Never wrote to 25. 25. Woo! Cool. Anybody above 15? There are like blood spatters on the outside of these cases. Um, not like pouring blood out, but it's definitely like organic matter that's been like sprayed. Um, one of them is a Vesk male with a heavily augmented tail, which looks more like it's carapist and has like a stinger on the end. And the other one is a drow male with an augmentation around their right eye. The two look like they're getting to know the receptionist and the drow seems to be a little bit more sleazy. And you see like the best kind of like watches you guys a little bit then goes back to um, talking to the receptionist. You guys stand in the foyer. Ahem. Ahem. And she like stops talking to them she, and she like looks over with like a raised eyebrow. She's very young, she's got this like short, bright green hair. Uh, she's got these two uh, perfectly um, the same length antennae that have this like glowing blue light at the top of them. And she has these like little pock marks down um, her cheekbones that come to here that look um, stunning. Um, her eyes are this vibrant blue as well. She's like, ugh. 
What? Hello, madam. <laughs> Lovely day. You're looking well. Uh, we were uh, we were hoping to have a meeting. Uh, we've been uh, called and we've just come from the Zephyr Horizon. Have you got an appointment? Yes. <laughs> Name? Uh, with the, the crew of the Zephyr Horizon. Um, uh, T-486 to HC4XP. Ah, yeah. I got you. Uh, you need to go to floor 220. And then she pulls out like a card mm. from um, a little data pad that press it out. Uh, you would know this to be a lift key. Yep. Um, here's the key card to the elevator. It will grant you access to floor 220. It's a temporary card, useful for one ride. And um, she just... Get that. <laughs> I'm sure it's like a return thing. I don't know. And then she just returns back to like chatting to... Um, this like drow in this vest, because she's like, Austin, tell me more. <laughs> like, it's like properly like just flirting with them. Um, yeah, you guys like stuff. You know that like the elevators are like two uh, personnel elevators mm. at the far end behind the desk. Obviously the briefing room is on your left and then you had another waiting room there. There is another room over to the right and then uh, what you saw a massive spider bot come out of as a service elevator or a large industrial style elevator as well. Do those, uh, obviously, this is Stage Whisper, yeah, away yeah. from these other two. Yes, Galix. Yeah. <laughs> um, do the augments on those two look familiar? You, you're far better with augments than me. Uh, can I make a check? You absolutely can. Um, um, and I... as you look, the drow kind of like, cocks his head towards you a little bit, okay. uh, raises an eyebrow, and then goes back to chatting to... Um, Engineering check? Yeah, absolutely, and then you get to reduce the DC because of your back. Because of my ting. Of your ting. Uh, I believe that's plus nine. Plus eight. Uh, Eighteen. Eighteen. Um, the augmentations are perfect. Uh, they've been grafted in properly. They are really well done. Mm -hmm. The one around the eye is obviously something to do with an ocular. Um, yep. Adaptation. Mm -hmm. The tail is an interesting one because. Mm -hmm. It's quite um, unique. Yeah, because most vests have a tail anyway. Mm -hmm. They've obviously had theirs removed and then replaced with another tail that then clearly has an injector on the end of it that is obviously like a stinger and it's mm -hmm. almost like scorpion-like. Yeah, okay. Uh, do I know maybe who could make that kind of thing? I mean, companies that make cybernetics. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can yeah. give me a culture check. Because it seems like quite a high-tech kind yeah, of Yeah, yeah, sure. You yeah. can give me a culture check and I'll lower that DC for you. Alrighty. Beat at 15. Beat at 15. Cool! No. Uh, That's 11. There are loads of companies that make augmentations. Yeah, okay. I mean, from you know you knowing more about them and stuff like that, mm -hmm. it could be a number of corporations on Absolutization and some far and wide sure. throughout the Scarium, the Pact Worlds. Um, and yeah. Uh, they, they, they seem pretty normal. Uh, the tale is a bit strange. Mm. Um, it's very unique and, you know, Quite unusual for a vest, I think. So, completely replace a tail. Doesn't maybe he lost it in battle? I mean, there is that. Maybe. Maybe um, he lost it getting all that blood on his briefcase, which I didn't see. So. No. <laughs> well, but I mean, it is a thing, though. The blood on the briefcase. Tina just clutches his a little closer to him. Should we get in the elevator? Yeah. 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 You um get into the elevator and you swipe the key card in the mm. thing and it goes it comes up with a little thing 220 and the elevator 
very smoothly and quietly goes up. And as it does, little kind of like reports and stuff begin to go off in the background. It's like, um, missing crew Zephyr Horizon were found and uh, reported miss, uh, reported dead by Calix and his crew of Starfinders. Oh. And the other one is going to be like, um, <laughs> Dynatech released the new Hestoki. And it's like, you know, like Mass Effect when there's like, yeah. things yeah. it's basically yeah. that yeah. is going on in the background behind it. Other ones are like, by now the new and it'd be like new perfumes mm. and stuff I did like that, that one yeah and it's uh, like a mix of like <laughs> marketing <laughs> and also yeah. like news reports you um, know that key card mm. do you think anyone could have printed off a key card you know how the guys were trying to break mm -hmm. in yeah yeah because it was coding wasn't it yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> a piece of information <laughs> oh, really yeah. so um Let's go with. Anyone else think uh, if we don't say the right thing that that was our assassin team? We could take them. Uh, I, have, I mean, I have no idea who they are. They could be anyone. They could just be mercenaries. Oops, yeah. yeah, mercenaries for us. We are so not getting out of this. I don't know. We'll get out of this building. Well, you come. You, you'll come. Oh, I'll be sent home and then I'll be sent back to my desk. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, fully. Yep, that'll be it. Oh, no. <laughs> if they if they do do that, are you just going to go along with it or are you going to come I'm with us? I'm going to sort of look around the elevator. I will be compliant in everything that my employer requires me to do. Mm -hmm. Understood. Ooh. Very responsible of you. Thank you. It's almost like I formulated that idea on my own! <laughs> <laughs> the... Very fluffy 20! I have a feeling mm. we're going to have to buy TJ. <laughs> buy TJ. Oh! God, yeah. Oh, um, shit. But this leaves the It does day. come as a package deal, <laughs> I'm just going to say. <laughs> this is what I mean, like, the poor wife, like... Okay, um, the elevator eventually, as you watch those numbers, all it's 220, uh, slows, uh... To use rapidly slows, <laughs> but smoothly, and stops, and the doors... And in front of you stands a uh, shakalata. Uh, or make a culture check. Shackalatta. what I did. <laughs> wow. What is this wow. culture? Culture. Eight. Twenty-two. Two. Twenty-two. Sorry. <laughs> Just so excited. <laughs> See, I had a different answer. Anybody over fifteen. A shakalata is this being of... Well, I'll describe them first. Uh, standing in front of you, centre of the corridor. The whole being comprised of energy and light. Ten foot around them is bright, like that reflects off many of the like the clear messages in this room. Pardon? Disco ball. Um, they are. They have a long, hairless head with this androgynous figure. They're about six and a half foot tall, very slender. They have these two-fingered hands that is elongated, but they wear like a black set of military garb, like the other grunts. But this rig seems a little more trimmed and customized. They sport the Dynatech Industries logo on their right, right white pauldron, and they have a red target crosshair on their left pauldron. Their voice, as you see them, is calm and soft, but can you also hear it in your heads? Ah, 
Welcome to Floor 220. I will take you to see Rena Constantine. And um, a Shakalata is a being comprised of energy. They are usually two psychic entities of children that are separate, and they come together when they find a soul bond to form an adult. Aww. You've seen them before, Pegasus. This particular person from a distance, you would have seen them on Koshoria. Okay. Um, but only from a distance, like nothing negative or anything like that. I've just seen them, I've not interacted with them. They're before. just part of the security forces there that okay. protect um, If you would like to follow me. And they mm -hmm. turn around and they walk towards the dance corridor. And as you walk down the corridor, there are these, and it's all like gunmetals and very different from what you're used to, especially on like your floors with this like mm -hmm. clinical white and from what you guys have seen beneath. And there are like, you'll go past an office with a door open and there's like two people in the same sort of military guards with like maybe different symbols on their shoulders but always with the Dynatech one that are like talking over a hollow map and then writing things down and going yeah if we deploy over here and maybe do that and you can tell this is like some sort of security force especially yourself mm -hmm. um, and this is all like different briefing rooms and different like ops rooms and stuff and eventually you're led down this main central corridor to another elevator where uh, they take out a key card of their own you will have to forgive me it is a private elevator to her office and then swipes a card, and then opens up, walks inside, and beckons you all in. Okay. Um, and with that, they uh, the doors close, and this music begins to play that is like... What languages do you all speak? I'm assuming... I've got languages on the front page, and yeah. it's nothing. It's not actually common in um, Desert. Yeah. I assume mine's literally just common. Then. Yeah. Yeah. You would also speak your Sotin. Okay. I can't see. I don't know where to look. I don't know. Maybe some quick. Oh yes, just common. Cool. Some quick. Well, there's nothing there, so... That's fine, it'd be just be common and demai then. Um, so... There's just like, I mean, do you guys say anything at this point, or is it just waiting and riding up? I'm not saying anything. I don't need okay. to say anything, so I won't. Okay. Um, goes up, doesn't, doesn't take long at all. It's mm. seconds in there. And then, and the door's open. The room that you're faced with is... On one of these pages. <laughs> it's obviously a very affluent ode to dragons and to maybe like, because there's not like gold everywhere, but it's clearly like pictures on the wall that like look like treasure hoards and stuff like that. Can you want me to make a culture check, please? Eighteen. Eighteen. Oh. Twelve. Twelve. Twenty-two. Seventeen. Seventeen. Cool. Anybody but fifteen. Um, this is clearly an ode to like the Dragon Hordes of Triaxis, which is like a draconic homeworld of the Galarian systems. There is a lot of dragon effigies along the walls and in pictures and like carved in, and it's like beautifully done. And there's like less gaudy gold, but just like 
the honor and pride of like battles and stuff. Then uh, what you see behind a desk in front of you is um, are two people. One of them you have met before. There is the red shelled <coughs> Shirin with these orange fiery compound eyes wearing a white trench coat over the top of like a, a light armor. The other one is a human, but they have like this shocking blue hair that comes back almost like the frills on a vest. And they have these like frilled ears that are pointed out and they have like little tiny scales on their cheekbones. Anybody again who got over 15, this is a dragon blood. They are humans, but they have lineage of dragons. They have these shockingly blue eyes. And so yeah, Rena Con- uh, this would be uh, Rena Constantine. And she is uh, blue hue of skin with scales under her eyes with this like electric blue eyes. The forehead, this is a line of three very small spine-like protrusions angled upwards and goes uh, from the bridge of their nose to their hairline. And her hair is pulled back in this like loose kind of like frilly way. And it's like shocking volume out the back. She wears grey coveralls and has a Dynatech logo on the arm and a name band on her chest that says Constantine. I got the eyes wrong, because I changed it. Her eyes are like a, a burnt bright red. My apologies. Uh, with like a s- slit pupil. I wrote that in after I changed it. Um, ah. Hello. I'm Rena Constantine, head of defence here at Dynatech Industries. You've met Zano before, who put you on this mission, but we need to debrief and talk about certain starships in the room. <laughs> to coin a phrase. You did valiantly out there. You fought many of swarm elements that many of my own forces could not. And you fought bravely as Starfinders and as Dynatech officials. Zano then takes over. Yes, it is good to see that you have come home successfully and that we can use the footage that your uh, that the TX-482 uh, has managed to secure. It's cheap TJ. <laughs> sure. Uh, to good purposes <laughs> and for a, a good spin on things. You guys seem to, uh, you seem to do well notoriety off this and I imagine there will be many a mission and treasures for you as Starfinders. Calyx, I trust that you had a good time out there and that, um, you know, as part of the exploration department, that you, you got a taste of what it's like to actually be a field operative. Um, but we do need to talk about Cato. Obviously, she was... A bitch. Yes, the <laughs> traitor in the room. And, like, Rena, this dragonblood, like, scoffs a little bit. She'd come back alive. She wouldn't be alive for long. But... Zano continues. She got into the company and then was clearly using that as a way to get on this mission to find that orb and just waves her hand away at that comment. However, what did you learn from her? I saw that you captured her, but obviously she's not returned. I'm assuming you killed her, which is fine, not a problem. We're not going to put that out in the public we don't want that to be the kind of thing that we display but we need to know how she got in and what she was trying to translate and if we've got any more moles in the building well she didn't tell us that she didn't tell us how didn't tell us why didn't say much helpful things to be honest i mean 
she got in by applying for a job and got the job. I mean, that's mm -hmm. how she got into the building. But why is the other thing? I mean, did she tell you why she tried to get the job here? She said she had visions of uh, oh, yes, Dynatech visions. building and uh, of then the, the the missions that she was meant to to go on and, and etc. Um, she had uh, yes these um, mysterious. mind linky things with potentially a greater being we, we're not sure i'm not i don't think that she knew to be honest um but she knew that this was what she had to do and she was going to go to any means and those red it. eyes of uh rena constantine of dragon Blood, don't leave your eyes mm -hmm. she's just watching yeah because i know is then like <sighs> do we know if there was any other contacts that she had, or was she working alone? We don't know about context, but she did have a uh, thing on one of her pauldrons, depicting a sort of open mouth, jawed thing coming out of like the ocean. Zano um, uh, looks to um, Rena, and she's like, "I don't know what that is." Rena's like, uh, "It's it's the." It's a symbol of, uh, I believe it's um, uh, a member of the Dominion of Black, one of their effigies or one of their mm -hmm. possible things. So we're saying that the Dominion of Black had something to do with it. Well, she was, she, wearing, she was their, wearing a depiction of their symbol, so that's she something. Write something down on a date pad real quick. But uh, it also appeared, didn't it? It wasn't there the whole time. Yeah. Well, she. She had used a lot of camouflage and mm. sand and things. Yeah, she had covered oh, herself with sand and stuff we couldn't see it at the time. Uh, yeah. When we thought we were trying to help her. Well, the Dominion of Black, and like Rena like stands up and like begins to like do that thing where they like walk around mm -hmm. a little bit, where they obviously are pondering. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's not been any trouble for anyone else in the system, which is interesting. Do you know? Should we just not hand it over? What about the communication? Mm -hmm. Yes, the, the compad. I think it might be worse showing the compad. Well, they literally yeah, asked if there was a yeah, yeah, I mean, and we just fucking lied. So. I, I was just giving them a piece of information. Anyway, compad. There you go. Oh, is this Cato's? Uh, Cato's compad. Uh, I had a look through it. Uh, no, there were no messages uh, coming in, but there are messages coming out. I haven't deleted those. They are, they're, they're there. She takes it in, like, in. It's second she's in it, she's yeah. like Doo -doo -doo -doo. Yeah, she has scrubbed the messages coming in but has left the ones going out. Mm -hmm. Uh this clearly originates from within inside the Galerion system. Possibly Acturn. They'll have the IT department track it down and have a look. Thank you very much. Um I'm sorry to hear about the crew of the Zephyr, but as for Starfinders, that's the nature of the beast. Indeed. As for Dynatech, uh, and Zano speaks up now, and she's like, yes, uh, the current data is downloading from your ship uh, for the uh, mapping, um, so thank you very much. We will obviously um, take into consideration everything that you put forward on this this mission. I'm sure that Kimpaya will probably want to use you a bit more as a poster child for the marketing and media departments. They're literally telling that to your mm. face. Yeah. No, I, I knew what I was being sponsored for. Oh, okay. She's very excited. Um, and then the dragon book chimes back up again. 
Well, I guess it's a matter of payment, really. And um, for we wouldn't normally pay people for a mission that they've pitched themselves and we've already put in our two cents, but you've done something for Dynatech by rooting out this corruption, this Cassie Cato from the Dominion of Black, it seems. Um, would a thousand credits seem amenable to you? <laughs> Two? Are we bartering? Uh, give me a diplomacy check. <coughs> give it a go. It's going to be one of those things where it's like 800. <laughs> <gasps> Not 20. Yeah, yeah, boy, 22. 22. <laughs> Why? <laughs> she raises an eyebrow, and Zano smiles. Ah, Starfinders, yes. Um, I think we can do one five. I think that is a reasonable okay. reward for helping the company I'll out. I'll take it. Uh, and they will just instantly, they like pull out like a thing, and will like blip 1,500 credits to you, to you, and to you. Oh, it... Is uh, it oh, no, yeah, no, 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 TJ no, 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 I, could, I mean, I could always go back to all my, my friends and colleagues and talk about these wonderful things that I've heard about breaks and holidays and salaries. Um, you can roll a diplomacy or a bluff check. You're yeah. taking a minus to this behind yeah, the screen. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware of this. Ooh. Okay. 19. Um... They just look at each other, then look at you guys. I mean, you can take it up with further. Zano would be like, I would take that up with uh, the head of marketing. I would take that up with uh, Elijah if I were you. Unfortunately, you have you have been tasked with a job. You have done the job. You will now be reassimilated back into the collective workforce. Reassimilated. But TJ was so much a part of our crew, and and and. We wouldn't have gotten half as far without him. I mean, we can talk to marketing and you can buy them. How much would you expect that to cost? Uh, More than 1,500 fucking credits. It would be Rin, uh, Rina, who brings up a data pad and looks for it. It's like, I don't think the final prices per unit have been solidified yet, but I think we're looking in around the 40,000 credit mark. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you, you would have to take that with legal and finance. Not it's, with, yes. it's all it's all right, guys. Mm -hmm. I'm. It's fine. It's fine. However, right. that could lend into something that I want to say. Constantine would then come in. You four, including five, including Borag, um, stopped an attack on the building uh, a uh, few weeks ago. Yeah. This is partly why we wanted to give you more credits, because we wanted to say thank you. Our defense forces are quick. But you being there on the bottom floor was extraordinarily well timed. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. However, we have had some more information, and she pulls up a cred stick from this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There is a key code access 
to a door in this tower that has been sealed for some time. This Predstick, cleverly disguised as it was, gains access to that floor. That floor was sealed for safety reasons. However, in recent light of the footage you've shown, there is an orb there. Four. And looks just directly at you. We compile and collect artifacts all over the galaxy as part of the exploration department. And Zano steps up, maybe I should take it from here. Whatever you want. Uh, whatever you wish, even should we say. The orb in question came in uh, from a derelict. A, 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 we believe they were smugglers or pirates that had found one and then had performed some horrible tragic end. Uh, it was found by a Dynatech and Starfinder shuttle. Uh, but uh, when it was brought back, Dynatech claimed the orb as, as something we could discover and explore. As far as I'm aware, nothing came of it. It was put into storage on floor 184. Um, this particular floor was used in the R&D department for many a storage items of things we were either going to get to or we thought was not necessarily of use to us at this point. However, unfortunately, uh, there was an attack on the building a few years ago and uh, somebody had activated something in there. We don't think it's associated to the orb. We just think that, that is the collateral in there. Um, Mm -hmm. and the floor had to be sealed and disconnected from the rest of the mainframe in the building. However, mm -hmm. the attackers have a key card to this door. If they were to be successful in infiltrating, they potentially could destroy Absalom Station. We disconnected it from the floor, and this is where Rena then steps in. I think it's best I take over now. The floor in question does hold some powerful artifacts and or devices. We believe the terrorists in question had false information to steal this technology. Maybe to get back at Dynatech for being some of the people who couldn't pay their bills for things like augmentations. We expect that being the types of augmentations they had, these were disgruntled ex-clients. The, if that floor reconnects, there is a dangerous AI on there that could take over the station. We didn't know we had that until we tried to connect it up. It then tried to take over the floor. We had to disconnect everything and just trap it inside with no power. If they use that key code, all the firewalls go down. To which end? If you'd be willing, we will pay you 2,000 credits here and now to track down this group and deal with it. Not only would you be stopping a terrorist organization from destroying Absalom Station, potentially, we will also be, we'll have more in the way of good news for the public about more Starfinders and more Dynatech officials. And who, who are you including in the group? If the Hastoki is of use to you, then we can include them and it's obviously been beneficial for us so far to have a Hastoki on the on your crew. <coughs> and will the Hastoki get the two thousand credits? Well, they shouldn't need it. They get fed. They get watered. But again, you'll have to take this up with legal and finance. It's not. It's nothing to do with us paying them. They are unfortunately property. Go to legal. <laughs> you can share your credits with them if they so deem it. But I mean, you can throw them food and they will enjoy it. 
TJ is more than that. You would have to talk to the boys and girls in the lab. But um, can we discuss as a group? Sure. Getting back also to this, you, you had an orb on this same layer that the AI is sitting on. Yes, we have many level. an artifact on this layer. 4184. If it is in our interest to gain this orb or have this orb for if Dynatech's not doing anything with it. They're not doing anything with it because they can't get mm -hmm. at it. Uh, I mean, if you want to try your hand at going in there, but we've got, and Zano's like, I mean, I, I'm only in the exploration department, and Rin here is uh, in head of our defense teams. Um, and they're like, we, it was easier to just seal that floor and lose everything that was on there than it was to let this, whatever it was, out. Just, mm -hmm. just to confirm, you want us to track down the group that came in here that has the key yeah. card. Because we think they're going to try it again. But by deal with you mean obviously take out the leader uh rin doesn't even bat an eye she's like oh i want you to kill them mm. there's no way we can allow that to happen again mm -hmm. if they try and get in that could be devastating for both the company and the station yeah which by default is the starfinders as well we don't know how big this is we don't know we do have some information we know that they are targeting people who have a disgruntled a, a, a grievance with Dynatech. They have um, not paid their bills and had items repossessed or the reacquisitions department have had to uh, regain control of assets. Those kind of people take that personally. But if you can't pay your bill, which is what you pay for, then that's what happens, unfortunately. That's what the reacquisitions department is all about. Um, however, um, we think that the perpetrator is one of these people. However, we think that they ran out of muscle and we've had some of our more elusive members of the defense teams listening out for any sort of information. There is a bar on level 10 of the spike called the node. We believe that there is a meeting there tomorrow between, well, in the next few days between this leader and some potential hired guns to try and again infiltrate the building. We think they're running out of people, so they're looking to hire and from the gist of things, people who have, again, uh, a discrepancy or a grievance against the company. <clears throat> well, I don't want to answer for everyone else, so... If we can get at the orb, it's all yours. We, we, we studied it, there's nothing we could do with it. I don't, I don't know what you mean, I don't care well, about the orb. You said that if we try to... Bluffjack. If people try to access that floor, you said the firewalls will go down, correct? Correct. And that the AI will have access to power. Which then can spread could, through the building. Exactly. But if we time it right and we can get things right, then we might be able to get in there to get to this orb. However... Without the firewall? Well, yeah, why now? I mean, is it possible to just not put power back into that and just wander around powerless? Yeah. There must be a way to completely, yes. utterly hardwire disconnect that floor. It was hardwire disconnected. We took every wire, every terminal, we disconnected the lot. So how? So what's the AI sitting on? The, the only floor? thing that has access is the floor from a stairwell onto floor 184. That had to have power, else it would be, you'd be able to open it with your hands. So... Any other access? Uh, there are other vents and other things, but every one of them was welded shut so that nothing can be added, nothing can get out, no uh, power lines can be reconnected. 
Mm-hmm. So as soon as we open it, we are worried that you know AIs are smarter. What if it's found something else or had enough power in that time to find anything? When you say AI, does it have a physical body? Um, no, it was part of a unit that came in uh, that came in with a, a team a while back, uh, and Arena Re- would be like, it was a few years ago that uh, Defense Team 14 came back from a mission, and uh, within days, the floor had to be sealed. Uh, what they brought back, we just couldn't contain it. In the future, so I, I mean, it's it, it, it's in your interest as well to find out what happened with Cassie Cato. Um, yes, and she like taps on the pad. Oh, I will be doing. I I am aware um, that uh, that it's of your interest, but I think we'd be interested as well because I mean we now probably have targets on our back regardless. So I'd request that in future should you have missions that are related to whatever this is that you would consider us first for going for it better to have first hand experience than uh, mm. newbies on the job I agree um, but if you're willing the node bar on mm. level 10 yep. um, we'll pay you 2,000 up front each again you will have to talk to legal if you if well, TJ is to be the, you don't mean as a group uh, each okay I will, I've just, just so you know, madam, I am making note of this, and once this is all settled, I will be asking for, um, for back payments. Again, nothing. No, yeah, no, I completely understand. I'm just, just making you aware, and it's, you know, the workday's going to be interesting. Very interesting. Noted. Mm. Um, I mean, I mean, you can talk to financing and, and buy the unit, I guess. Um. Okay. Uh, is there any other information? <laughs> any, any other information? Uh, if you've got any questions, now's the time. Um, the, the node itself is a, uh, a bar for mercenaries and bounty hunters, uh, which is why we think they are specifically um, using this place to hire individuals. Um, so money talks. Okay. Uh, apart from that... Um, I think we're going to need to get disguises. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, We've been we, plastered everywhere. Yeah. We accept the mission. Okay. Um, That's the point. That's going to be difficult. Um, mm-hmm. 19. Uh, what for? Love, Love. Okay, cool. <laughs> I so could have got away with that. <laughs> you have to actually remind me what you're bluffing, or I'm going to have to go back and read it. Or not, or we could just not, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, 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 yeah. I, didn't, I didn't want to. Yeah, it was just a backhanded comment that it mm. got turned into a bluff joke. <laughs> 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 That's how it always goes. What was it? I've already forgotten. Uh, I don't, I don't it care. Was that about she doesn't care about the orb. That was it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Comment um, yeah. well, Should we be on our way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that's everything. Uh, yes. Um, uh, Rena would be like, uh, if you keep the camera on you, uh, TX, then the DJ. It's not their designation, but... It's my T- chosen and I was allowed to choose it and I chose it. TJ. Thank you. Then it will record, obviously. Try um, and get some good footage. Am I allowed to, to download the footage 
that I took from the previous trip, just some, you know, to do work with that I'm high, hired yeah, to do. Yeah, you did do a fantastic show on there. Well, Kim Pyre's already got it, so I imagine they've done all the editing that they need to do. Oh, yeah, they're going to always do a little bit extra, can't you? Stills and graphics and such. And, and by all means, I don't think Fabulous. there's anything Thank you. necessarily important that we need to do. She looks at Zano, and Zano's like, ah, no, I think that's everything from us. Um, find on the door key, uh, well done on the mission. Uh, I guess we'll look into um, the Dominion of Black, but if you can deal with the terrorist threat, that will help both Dynatech and the station. So the the only thing that we've got to go on is this meeting at the bar. We've got so we've been the information we've got is that an employer who we think is somebody who may have had an account with us at some point has asked for a meeting of people that may also have unsettled accounts. Have you got a list of suspects? No. That would be There is a lot of easy, people yeah. who potentially have defaulted on there. Easier to just turn up. Yeah. Yeah, but like you said, as us, who's just been Well, we plastered. disguise ourselves. How well, you know, I will say you've got a prime opportunity with uh, a former disgruntled employee. Who wasn't True. plastered, but was still shown. Mm. The Shakalata, this long-headed yellow, like, if that is all, uh, and points to the elevator and then pushes you inside and leaves you all, well, takes you down to the next level and would walk you back out to the main elevator. Um, And then... I do have a question that I probably would have asked. Like, after bringing up the disguise, why us, after you've just plastered us all over... How are we going to achieve this easier than a, a new team? You are like this. This is part of the thing. If we send in a defense team, we are we will just look like a militia that is trying to you know breach certain things. Station security are useless, and the stewards only deal with things that bust the pact. But what about a different group of starfinders? Well, we trust you to get the job done. You've already done right by us once. Um, you seem very capable, and not only that is that, um, and they just smile at Calix. Uh, Kimpire would like to see more of Calix as a field officer. Mm. It looks good for the company. Also, you need to do it yeah. time. Just loosen it. <laughs> yeah, neither of them would actually say that. Neither of them give a shit. Um, yeah, uh, okay. with that, this uh, Shakalata leads you. Uh, back down through all these different ops rooms where you get like glimpses of people like sharing information and uh, all that and the other. Are those two briefcase wielding weirdos at the front <laughs> still there? So the new security. The, the new time, security. By the time you uh, he this uh, shakalata uh, shakalata yeah, sure. swipes sure. his key card on the lift and um, goes in and then presses uh, something on some buttons. This will take you back to floor one. And um, yeah, uh, you can go in and he will leave you there. And um, before you go down, he'd be like, it is good to see a Desimar again. And then oh. smiles, um, nods. It's nice to see you too. And then it just smiles and uh, the doors close and you guys descend back down to the floor. You re-enter the, uh, the, this lobby of Dynatech Industries, this clean, beautiful atrium of uh, technology and uh, otherworldly gardens and stuff that have been brought in to kind of like show the diversity of different cultures. Uh, the two agents that were there aren't there um, and 
Yeah. Uh, there's a gum-chewing Lashunta beat up behind a desk. Uh, the desk is now... Snow chone. There's, like, pictures of her. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Uh, like, one's, like, her with, like, girlfriends, like, drinking a bottle. Like, another one's, like, um, her on some kind of, like, black-sanded beach somewhere in a bikini. Um, well. It's just not Joan. Mm. No Joan. No Joan. With that, yep. at the floor of Dynatech, we'll probably end the session there. Yeah. Ready to go into the next one mm-hmm. with some tracking down. After we've spent all our money. You, you <laughs> have money to yeah, spend. It, I mean, if there's other things you want to do in the meantime, if you do want to go talk to legal and finance, if you want to go do anything else in the building, let me know now. And then we can either, because we do technically have 10 minutes, so we, we can't. We're obviously run going out. to march up unless you want to plan it instead of do it right now. I, th- I think planning it, I think TJ's going to yeah. advocate for planning it a little bit. Yeah. Because, okay. yeah. Well, I will say that, you know, if you, if you need us. Also, if we want to divide the money evenly between us, I would I would say at the moment, don't give me anything. Um, I've got enough shit to take home, and Linda's gonna have a field day with it anyway. Um, They can't take it out of my home, Um, and uh, that I know of. Shit, shit. Okay, I maybe need to get her. but I would like to, there is one thing TJ would like to do. Yeah. Um, I would like to take out one of my little Dynatech Cares plasters and just very, like, very lightly cross out the cares. And I'm going to send a picture to Vorag, that's a picture of that, and it just says, you were right. Okay. <laughs> and on that, I think, image of, Oof. like, just TJ, like, scribbling out the cares. that They've spent so long getting all these plasters perfectly done, and they've just scribbled yeah, they out a bit, and you just see them, like, with their, like, data pad, bloop, bloop, and then a message goes out. And that's where I think the scene would end is, like, it just says sending, and then sent. Mm-hmm. Like, two little box antics. Yeah. <laughs> and, um... And we Borag was... sends a giggle face back. <laughs> LMFAO. <laughs> And we will start the next session, I guess, shopping. I'm going to have to fucking mess up. So, obviously, you're going to be away for the next two weeks, yes, Emily? Mm -hmm. Two weeks. So, um, what we can do is either just have you with an L control, or um, you can be like, I'm going to go hang out with Derisday and stuff like that. Keeps you, keeps you out of trouble. Let's do that because yeah. I don't want to have to like panic decide what I'm buying in case it affects mm. what we're doing. Yeah, and I think um, then you can look at while um, these guys are doing things every two weeks and like spending your credits on things that you see on the character we'll sheet. We'll spend your credits. Party <laughs> into that and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess that like if the scale can we go back to the ship and like start telling Thursday about um, the second orb that's in the building. Mm. If I'm uh, doing this, does this dip me out of the 2,000 credits? No, no, no. Actually <laughs> you, you, you attach there and then do it. You yeah. left the building. You've got the 2,000 credits and you're walking away. Did, did they give it us already? Or yeah. yeah. As oh, soon right. as you say you accept the mission, they just cred stick it over. Ooh. You guys are pretty Fair into enough. for level two. Um, we're going to close. We're going to close right. the session. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much uh, for tuning in. What is a pretty heavy RP episode. Uh, which I I really like RP episodes. Yeah. I really fucking love them. In fact, um, you guys are fucking awesome. Um, and yeah, I look forward to the beginnings of what's coming. So, uh, to podcast listeners, thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Please go check out uh, those codes like Dragonborn Ten on Roll and Play Press, Two Stars on Warrior Country D, and to anybody watching on YouTube, again, thank you so much. To all of you in Twitch chat, I can see you now. Um, thank you so much for tuning into the show. 
Go sub up! Uh, if you've got Amazon Prime, click that sub button on the website. You can't do it on the app for some reason. Weird, because the Twitch app doesn't yeah, seem to be that good. Sucks, um, but if you get to the website and click you know, Prime with sub, then maybe we can pay these guys. That'd be great. Um, Except teacher. <laughs> and, if the, and if the character doesn't get paid, the player doesn't get paid. Them's um, the rules. Them's the rules, guys. Thank you so much. I what fucking love you. Alex for this next week? And I think you might have Alex with you next week. There is a new player waiting in the wings just for their entrance. And I can't wait because they, they don't even know. Well, they know when it is. But um, yeah, guys, you're all fucking awesome. These guys were all awesome. I fucking yeah, love happy you. Love day. Happy Love Day. Yeah. Happy Love Day and Truth Tuesday pancakes. <laughs> Did you choose? Oh, I thought you were going like that as well. So Valentine's Day. Pancakes and love. Pancakes and love. Peace out, guys. Ciao, ciao. Nice to be everyone in favour. Bye.